Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. This is Pete. This is Brodor. This is Jason. This is Shannon. This is Mike. And I'm Brandon. Eric, what are we talking about this week? Well, first of all, before we get into that, uh, what the fuck? We've got a full house today. No, what you have is two fucking podcasts. It's like a goddamn game where you've got 12 fucking people and one game master. This is two fucking podcasts. You need to break up and make two groups. That's what you need to do. But how do, how do you make that separation? How do you tell you, somebody you that you are You fucking pick. You, this, is, this is about you manage people. You understand it's about evaluating an individual. Some people make the cut. Some people don't. Some people are on the B team at the recording studio, and some people are the guy that you miss. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm caught up. So yeah. for those of us that are caught up with Gamer's Table, what did we miss here? What are you talking about? Well, Brodor just jumped into it, talk, talking about how we need to split this into two different podcasts. Because it's too fucking big. You don't have seven people in a goddamn podcast. This is so small, though. <laughs> that, that's, been, that's just because he's used to a small card table where you're close enough to jerk yeah. everybody else off. <laughs> oh, God, I tell you what, my knuckles hurt so bad. Arthritis is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes, let, let me preface this. Even before we go into what topic we're talking about, oh my God. I want to just say <laughs> what this. What a great preface for this topic. I just, <laughs> this, this, this is the first episode of legitimate cocktail <laughs> and it's all because brodor that's right uh yes brodor there are no rules so basically if i suck pete off right now <laughs> it's all on my it's gonna be awkward at first and our, yeah, our we, only we can see it and no no no, no. Our, our secret patreon uh oh cameras cameras will, will get <laughs> everything these, these exactly don't point out yeah don't point them. out <laughs> don't don't point don't point out the glory holes if there, wow. hey, hold on if there's gonna be a money shot you gotta know where to shoot it right yeah. well at least where to stare when it goes off <laughs> yeah Frame that shot. <laughs> Which camera to catch it? So yes, we don't do we don't do negative episodes. We just do episodes. Oh, I know. I, oh, I've, I've listened. I'm I know, a fan I know, of this show. I know. Yeah. I know. So I'm just saying that you can you can talk about uh, Taiwanese traps. You can talk about anything you want. So apparently, there's a place where you can go, and you there's there's a you can do audios of Jordan Peterson, you know the <laughs> okay. famous uh, et cetera et cetera. So who who is this? Jordan Peterson is like well, I mean, ten years ago, because I was thinking Jordan Peele, and I was like, no, no, no ten guy. years ago, anything that Jordan Peterson said would be just considered common sense. Now he's wicked controversial because he wants you to take responsibility for your behavior and you know fights for biology, but. The point being is, is that you can, you can type things into your computer and have him read them because somebody has collected so much audio. So Dan sent me a, a <laughs> recording of Jordan Peterson telling me how concerned he was about my obsession with Thai traps. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. You got to appreciate Dan. Yeah. He's dedicated to those. He, and he can find basically anything on the internet. Too. Oh, no. He's a genius. Yeah. So anyway, back to Brandon's question. What are we talking about? Today? Uh, so this episode, so we're going to talk about the power of gaming and more specifically how gaming has changed you over the course of your gaming career. How's, how has things changed from when you first started gaming to now? Has it been a positive thing? Has there been negative things? Are we going to talk about the international colors of Benetton these fucking microphones are? The only diversity in this doughy-ass white room are these colored microphones. Look at it. You've got – I mean, we'll look at the fucking Power Rangers. Hey, hey. Brodor, I have the yellow mic. Oh, <laughs> oh It couldn't shit. be a little more politically oh correct God. Is right now. Wow. Oh, wow. man. That's bad. That's amazing. <laughs> that is absolutely – I'm done. And And the thing is – it wasn't planned. It just happened. <laughs> Pete just sat down at the yellow uh, mic. Yep. Wow. Naturally gravitated <laughs> yeah. towards. Yeah. I feel like Dan should Google that. 
Is that a phenomenon? <laughs> to answer your question about that, it's aesthetically pretty and I like it. That's why I, I and, and the other part of it is when you have a 900 cast uh, yeah. podcast, uh, when you're making adjustments about who the fuck do I need to turn down because they're too goddamn loud oh, it's right. or where's, which one of these is Shannon? I need to turn, yeah. I need to turn down Shannon. I can't be looking around and going, okay, that's Mike 18. But, I need to turn that down. But then why didn't she do a Roy G. Biv? Cause they're totally out of oh, order. We're going to start the Roy G. Biv. Yeah. Well, now. no, I mean, if you're, if you're going to fucking do this, then you need that's to because, do it right. That's because Eric is a troll. <laughs> he did it. He did it to bug Jason specifically. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed that right off the bat the first time I came in and I was like, those are out of order. Yeah. And I believe I believe exactly what I told you was fuck off. <laughs> so because I honestly didn't even really think about it being Roy G. Biv until somebody said something. I was like, Jason. OK, now I've got to do it. I couldn't have been the first person to say it. No, you were. Well, you, no, were. you were. You were definitely <laughs> the first yeah, person. You were the first person. It was the first time we actually recorded all in here and they were all colored coded. And you go, those aren't in order. And then it was a discussion before we ever started. I'm like, God. It's really bothering me. Sorry. <laughs> well, solidarity, brother. It bothers me. <laughs> so does anything else bother you yeah, while we're at it? Do we need uh, to change anything else Pete's, around the studio? Pete's wearing a shirt. Other than that. <laughs> I would have said you pants. You really missed your opportunity here because yeah. you said the two most beautiful men in gaming and you didn't sit between us. I, I know. Like yeah. that, That's even you a characteristic you, for you. But, you, but you, totally been, you totally been skiing right I, now. I, I did sit where I could <laughs> see you. Though. We but, walked into the wrong pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's about to get gay. <laughs> so, do we ever get to the topic? What are we talking about this weekend? <laughs> Rotor and hand jobs. It's going to be. I mean, Rotor hand jobs, also known as that's like the subtext. Turkeys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the power of gay. I, I figured this was going to be a completely off the rails uh, episode. And yeah, you fucked up with the actual topic. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the other part of it is. Pete paid for this episode. Yeah, so. thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you. Paid so for? <laughs> like Patreon paid for? Like Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter paid for. Paid for yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm the sponsor of this You're episode. You're a real fan. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just one of those NPR losers. It's like, fuck you, hippies. I'll enjoy car talk and listen to your fucking radio for free. Maybe you should advertise like a real fucking radio station. <laughs> I do like car talk. I don't know why because I don't really understand shit they're talking about, but they're just fun to listen to. They're entertaining. To. Yeah, they're entertaining. What'd you pay for this episode? A uh, hundred bucks. Oh, How much I... of that did you get, though? Because you're the special guest, right? What? <laughs> I thought, they didn't give you any of it? <laughs> I got fucking bucks. You just I'm, you came here because you actually like I'm, me? Oh, I'm special as in you like really short like bus me? oatmeal throwing special. But <laughs> of course I like you. That's amazing. In fact, Eric was like, hey, we have a surprise for you. And I'm like, really? And then he told me you're going to be on the show and I got my butthole bleached and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're going to – if you are watching the, uh, the special <laughs> Patreon uh, closed caption television, you're seeing this bleached butthole right now. Yeah. Don't feel too special. That's like his monthly routine. <laughs> yeah. He just moved it up. You, 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 you just need to get that thing like tattooed white, you know? <laughs> so then you don't have to – Yeah, so it's a, like a dingy, weird Can white brother. <laughs> Why not? Or just get it tattooed. So, just get some cool, <laughs> yeah. Something about gaming. I love. I love how much Shannon's always uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but these episodes. That face she's making right now is called Shannon face. <laughs> Ooh. So how it positively impacts. Positively, your life? Negatively, negatively. I mean, I, the whole game. But I mean, yeah, he really didn't say, right? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. You know, the big part for me was I found my people. The big thing with that was it was probably I don't know like. Eighth, ninth grade. So, you know, I was another person very similar to this group where I found my people at a game store. 
Mm. You know, and then gaming became the central thing of what we did. And I know, like Jason has said, how many times like it probably kept you off the streets because there was plenty. There were things when I was <laughs> Kevin from hooking. That's exactly right. Uh, you know what? I'm you did the world a disservice. You should have yeah. never gained. All I could say is there were there were times I was pretty impressed by me and my friends of how many cartons of cigarettes we could steal from local stores, and we got more interested in playing Magic: The Gathering that led to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so that's a, that's a good point, right? Uh, and I had a lot of – I've had lifelong friends and it's because of those kind of shared memories that you have that no one else will ever know about because they're the stories you made up together with your imagination. I mean it's one of those things that you know if you're into sports or something, you're, you're more you – uh, you can kind of have a camaraderie with other people's achievements, right? Like you're talking about yeah. your favorite team or whatever they've done and it's something that you grew up with. But usually gaming is something you, you've done as – like together in some kind of story someone made or made your own, like uh, making your own characters, your storylines. It's, it's more of a creative outlook for you and your friends as opposed to other things. Where you're well, and it's also there's so many layers to what you can talk about because you can yeah. talk about the past games that you've had. You can talk about different game systems. You can talk about like gaming as a culture. Like there's so much more than just like, hey, how about Arsenal? That's you know, one of the things too, like Babs, <laughs> you made me think of it is that like you grew, you play a lot of video games, mm-hmm. you know, and I did too. But when I played video games, I was playing like Final Fantasy VII right. and it was something that was really closeted because we Single didn't player. have – yeah, right? It was like yeah. as the internet was becoming a thing, but we didn't have all the MMOs yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have these wonderful experiences which were basically me coming home from school, hiding out for nine hours and going back to school the next day talking about how awesome my video game life was. Yeah. Um, gaming got us out of that. So – you know, that that's probably another – it was something that was a shared experience. Yeah. Yeah. And things like Final Fantasy and stuff like that is kind of like a precursor to getting into the table. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah, for sure. It really helps you kind of like get into it. It's funny, right? Cowboys and Indians. Like yeah. that's like a, the 60s version, yeah. right? But like cops and robbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But. True. That's a good point. Yeah. Warping. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, you, when you're, when you're young, and I think that's part of what, uh, the way I feel about it is it's, it's a way for me to stay forever young. As we're yeah. getting older and things like that, it's one of those things where I can still remember playing the games like we used to, and we play differently than we used to, obviously, but there's still Not a those moments. No, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right. but, uh, there, there are those moments where you're just like, you know, you, you feel like a kid again. You know, it's like uh, we're playing pretend and it's not lame. I mean, to my wife, of course, it's lame. But, you know, <laughs> you know, but, you know non-gamers, they're like, well, I don't get it. But, you know, for me, it's like I get the opportunity to, you know, play th- that type of character like I used to. Like, you know, and, and when you play something new, you still get that little bit of a spark of, oh, wow, this is really cool. This is kind of a, a cool game or, you know, this is a cool system and things like that. I get it's like getting a new toy. Earlier, Pete, you mentioned that. Mike kept me off the street by uh, <laughs> playing D and, or running D and D for us. What I meant earlier when not I at, said that not at not at lunch, like if you were in high school and they were playing D and D at lunch, no, no. you did not we, participate we start, in that. We started playing in middle school at lunch. <laughs> You're so welcome. And then Jason did right. show in high school, but that's not true. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. I just I was trying to get laid. Uh, no, what happened was you could have been the first one to get laid. I don't. 
I don't the think game, I was at the game first table. Sit down, <laughs> at the game finger, table, blessing people and their milk mm. cartons, just taking those two pussy fingers, Ooh. sticking people's <laughs> open milk carton. Yeah, I would have done that. Yeah. Uh, that. That's a very specific kink, and I'm sure there's somebody at that table who probably would have been into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I that's what I would have done. I would have sat down right on that bullshit bench and I'd be like, smell that, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I meant was, I'm not sure I can say it with a straight face now. Uh, what I meant was, yeah, try to top that, Jason. <laughs> well, you know, when you're a kid, you get lonely, you get depressed. You know, there's you're worrying about your grades, you're worrying about school. Mike and Eric and the other people that we played with, they provided some distraction from those things. And sure. uh, I remember sitting in study hall in high school in particular with a, a notebook, and instead of studying, I was sketching my character or I was writing notes and, you know, writing stories about it. And that was definitely because these guys gave me something else to do. They gave me an outlet for that. And that was, that was great. I still missed out on some of the, I mean, I don't think I really missed out on a whole lot playing with the guys you played with at lunch because they were all dorks, but uh, bigger dorks <laughs> than we dork. were. I, I'm, I'm a huge it was, dork. No, I'm a, it was I'm, different dork strata. Right. Oh, no, that's, abs- I mean, that's absolutely true of anything, but particularly gaming. I mean, yeah. there are subsects of gamers and they're definitely the dorkier mm. of the gamers. I mean, the only place I've ever been cool is in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there were other times in you guys uh, like the carpet adventures. This comes up a lot. I know we probably talked about it on mic before. Uh, not, pro- not the kind of carpet you're thinking. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Flying carpet. Flying carpet adventures. And these guys did that. And I was, I was either working or I was chasing girls. While I was at work, they were usually playing. And then when I would get off work, I'd race over to Eric's house. I was like, all right, what are we doing? And they're like, ah, we just got done. And they're like, fuck. Let's go play like, wiffle ball. Right? Let's, go, let's go play wiffle ball. Okay. All right. I guess. <laughs> so what? It was legit. The, the wiffle ball we played. Okay. It was hardcore. Now, Jason, you kind of reminded me of the next thing, which was, you know, one thing that I thought was important about my gaming life that comes through now is like there's a level of becoming, you know, you're a kid that becomes an adult. So it was one of those things that I was naturally good at. Mike, maybe you can relate to that, right? Like you were the game master. And when you have a group of people that come to you and they're like, hey, you know, they, you know, they want to talk to you about how awesome game was all the time. And it just made me feel good. It made me feel confident. It gave me an outlet that, you know, maybe my grades weren't good or maybe, you know, home life's not always awesome, but you have something that you will remember for years later. I was good at that. And that's something that did come back in my life was, you know, being a game master was great and rewarding. You walk around with that face and you were <laughs> not confident. <laughs> you know, I was a late bloomer. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> Gaming has been a mixed bag my entire life because I'll be, you know, and I hate it when people like, to be completely honest, what are you fucking lying to me all the time? You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? But, but to be completely honest, I hate gaming and I hate gamers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad I asked you about last Thursday's game that I wasn't at. But (laughs) thanks for telling me. But I Uh, hang on, can we just like uh, can we just like frame this a little bit? Because because Mike Rodor, who's on multiple podcasts (laughs) about gaming, who works. At a game store. Yeah. He quit his other job to work at a game store because he wanted to be more a In, part with of games. Yeah, of gaming. H- hates gaming. Okay, all right, I, go I'm on. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Randall. I, I, I love gatherings, but I hate people. <laughs> but but uh, so no. In, in all seriousness, so gaming for me is a great frustration because it is this intimacy that is never perfect. Right. And in my head, I have what the game should be and 
how people should respond to it, but it can't be that thing, right? It's so I want it to be perfect and it never is. And for me as a gamer, games are always better in the retelling. It's not the moment oh, that you yeah. live it. It's always the moments years later when you're telling a story about that particular combat yeah. or that particular emotional encounter between these two PCs or what have you. But I just, I just, I don't know, gamers get in the way of gaming because they just want to game everything and be smarter than thou and, 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 and be right and have the best idea. And I just want to fucking punch them. God, I and, love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um. but, but, but also, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great game master, but I'm a shitty player. And I, and I recognize the hypocrisy in that, that, that I'm, are you a shitty player? Yeah, I'm I a mean, bad, I, I only play one game. Yeah, I'm a you, bad, but... I'm a bad player because I'm distracting and I'm not in the moment and I don't put enough effort I think, behind I think... my character. What? Are Out, you kidding? Outside, I don't think you're giving yourself outside, enough well, credit. But so then here's what it is then. As a game master, I put in so much effort yeah. that. Because I'm 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 sharing something so intimate with someone else. You're vulnerable, and yeah, and because gamers are going to shit on you, right? Like I, yeah. I shit on everything. <laughs> I mean, like I just I watched the TV show Good Omens. I I read the book. I yeah. really enjoyed the book. I read it years ago. The TV show is one of the worst fucking things <gasps> I have ever seen in my entire life. It's I fucking loved that show. Wretched. Uh, so good. I, mean, I love the book. Oh, I've never read the book. Wretched. I can oh, only so get ab- one episode. Absolutely wretched. I loved it. But I also recognize that people like it yeah. and that people put forth a lot of effort to make it and that David Tennant was wonderful. I get all those things, but they wasted my fucking time and they <laughs> ruined my memory of a book that I love. And I know that all the people sitting at the table playing this game with me are the exact same fucking way. Whether they're vocal about it or not, they're the same fucking people. And I just – as I was saying before we started recording, I can't, I can't take them shitting on me. I can't. Okay. That's a lot of shit. I feel like someone just needs to like pat Brodor on the back. He's he's having a rough time. No, there, buddy. No, I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly good. I just, I, I love gaming when it's done. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I know exactly. Talking about chasing the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't like an active game. Yeah, no, but 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 then it's the memory of it, right? But I also don't want to write because that's work. Well, reminiscing is always better than the actual thing that happened. Like if you're remembering something that happened ten years ago, it was not nearly as good as you think it was ten years ago. It's only good now because you're thinking about it. Like like, when I was in college and is still living with my dad and my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, says, "What do you want more than anything in the world right now?" And I was like a blowjob and a chocolate malt. Did you get either one of those? Both. Yeah. That's my man. That's my man. <laughs> You're in trouble, Shannon. There was an analogy there that I think just got Yeah, look into the future. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but if my wife was like, if I was, if I drove home right now and she's like, and I was like, what do you want more than anything in the world? She's like, uh, I don't know, cunnilingus and a tub of ice cream. I would do that. You'd be out and getting yeah. ice cream and getting yeah. ready for that cold wing. Yeah, I would be. I would be. I would be at the grocery store to the bagger dude having him. You smell that, <laughs> <laughs> Mike? What's your take on that? Because I know you're like the longtime game. Yeah, what do you think about cunnilingus? And, uh, <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> what's my take on long team expectations? I, that's what I hear. Right, as I hear, you know, if I, I no longer go into watching every movie and think this this movie is going to be the best. I usually try not to watch trailers and teasers because I want to be surprised. Me too. It's, it's, it's the expectations, right? So mm-hmm. I, what I hear from Brodor here is you just need to throw those out the window, walk into every game, 
or probably play games that you're not even expecting to play, right? Like like my game Dream Chaser. But, you know, something where you literally walk in and you go, I don't know where we're playing today. Because you like can't the, have expectations. I just like the idea of a surprise game. Like, Rodor doesn't know <laughs> yeah. why he's coming over. And then everyone's, like, got their books out. And they're like, oh, we're playing today. <laughs> Sit down. We've already made your character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm curious, though. You know, I mean, like, do you have that issue where you think, like, after running so many games, are your expectations kind of flawed there, or like, do you have trouble being a player? Yeah, I would agree that I'm not a, I'm not happy with playing. I would say more that. of a game master. Uh, I don't think I have too much of a hang up on. It. I think for me, playing is more of a break from game mastering. Sure, so I just roll with that. Is it refreshing for you? Like, does it give you a break? Oh yeah, like, when you I stop gaming, game but... mastering, I, I can stop game mastering for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a recharge. Yeah, Mike. Thing. See. <laughs> uh, no, it's just uh, Master Word Cold War campaign, Mike. Re- reminisce about it for a while. <laughs> um, Did you so, say yeah. Mutants and Mastermind Cold War campaign? Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking amazing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mike ran two sessions of it and then quit. <laughs> I tried to run it twice and quit. So. Now, did you? Did okay. you? Okay. Third time. Let me let me Please. ask you. Did you did you quit because you weren't feeling it? Did you quit because your players were shitbags? Uh, <laughs> because I wasn't feeling it the first. And you time. weren't feeling it because your players were shitbags. Yeah, because mine wasn't in it. Yeah, it, you kind of got it thrust upon you at the beginning anyway. It was kind of a no one was going to run anything, and Shannon was like. Mike, run this. And you were like, yeah. <sighs> well, yeah, the, okay. The job that he had before, I mean, I don't want to put words before in your mouth. Afforded me but, a lot of free time. Right. Yeah. He worked the midnight shift at a hotel. I mean, not that he wasn't working, but you have a lot of time. Yeah, low, low stress, right. you and know. Now, and now he works with me and I'm a slave driver. <laughs> right. Yeah, you look like a slave driver. You look like the kind of dude, like the fact that you're not wearing loafers kind of fucks me up. Like, I, 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 just, you, I mean, you look like you walked off the set of fucking Mad Men. Like I just, I, where's your highball and your golf clubs? That's what I need to know. Uh, if Eric would get me a highball, fuck golf. But, uh, if Eric would get me a highball, I would drink it. <laughs> Apparently it's my fault. <laughs> I'm not my I know you got some liquor in there. there. Yeah, there's liquor some liquor there. in there. If if, if, if uh, Dan hasn't cleared it all out since the last time he was here, <laughs> I mean, I have, to, I have to. I I would take you up on alcohol if I were driving myself, but I am driving the most precious cargo. Oh, that's right. That's back right. to his precious baby cargo. after this, that's so right. I must be sober. No, the Hawaiian shirt thing. This is. I went to Hawaii a few years ago, yeah. and now I'm just. That's all I think about. I want to yeah. be back at the island. No, I could see so. that when you were, I could see you're a handsome dude. I could see where you were slaying bitches when you were in high school and you want to hang out with these nerds. <laughs> I did. All I right. get it. Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. Somebody we, else we, who we just hung around with him. Uh, so we get I, to the shrapnel. I bet, I bet your husband was wicked popular with the ladies. I, you have to ask him. I didn't know him until <laughs> yeah. we were in our mid twenties. You don't know his whole background, his whole story and all. You don't know his number. She knows enough. Uh, yeah, I know. That enough. means no. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's number. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know enough. I know as much as I want to know. Fair. Probably more. Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon sometimes overshares. Yeah. So Devil's Triangle? 
You, another dude, and a chick? No, no. <laughs> the forbidden handshake. We, <laughs> we actually just had that conversation. I just had the conversation the other day. I ha- I've had, in my lifetime, I've, this is a weird, this has nothing to do with the topic at all. I was like, what did I say? I didn't really sit down or <laughs> sponsor this yeah. episode to talk about Babs' <laughs> like romantic history. So, Shannon, yes, how about your you gaming mean. life? <laughs> what has gaming done for you? It's actually really interesting because my perspective on it is so different. I think I'm the only one at this table who started gaming as an adult versus as a, a kid because I didn't start gaming until I was um, 20, 23, I think. But probably. in your defense, you were just as immature as the rest of us. Right. I was just as immature <laughs> as the men who are 12 years older than me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can more than 12 years older than you. Ain't I? You're not selling this, Jason. I'm You're <laughs> making it worse. I don't know. I'm 31. <laughs> I don't remember how old you guys are. I'm 46. Yeah. I'm, I'm 44. 15 years older than me. Okay, I was close. Yeah. You were close. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What were you talking about? What was I talking about? <laughs> you were about? talking about coming into the gaming hobby as an adult. Right. So it's kind of different because whenever I started gaming, I didn't have like the free time. I don't, and I also don't have those childhood memories like, you know, we we're kind of talking about like chasing the dragon. And I feel like gaming is different when you're a kid versus when you're a, an adult. And I still love it just as much, obviously. I'm still here so much later. I don't know where I was going with that at one point. What did you spend your time doing before gaming came in? Like, what did it replace? Oh, my God. Drinking? No. It, yeah, it was kind of... Actually, I started gaming at a really weird point in my life because I had just quit school and moved from Chicago back to my hometown and, like... Very small hometown. Very small hometown. And it was just kind of like a, a weird thing. I don't know. It probably replaced like hyperfixation uh, on like webcomics and YouTube videos. <laughs> it sounds like it could have been a new start. But, you know, I'm putting words in your mouth. You know, your optimism is pissing me off. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing both of you. See, it's the balance it, balance it out. See? <laughs> it, it is weird because it is one of those things where it's like I had um, – like, I can't imagine not gaming now. Like, whenever I, like, sometimes I'm, I'm, like, talking to someone who's not a gamer and I, like, have to, it takes me a second to, like, think of something to say to them. Like, think of yeah. something to talk about. It's like, okay, I can't talk about all this stuff I'm really passionate about. I, so I can't imagine not gaming now. I feel like, holy shit. Now, that's something we can all relate with, right? Because, like, that's the worst thing about loving anything in particular, right? <laughs> we live in the era of nerding out. Of like whether you're like reality shows, hoarding, you know, certain yeah. obscure kinds of music or, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of different nerddoms that – and you may not subscribe to the most popular ones. I used to be like a very broad, very people person, mm-hmm. like talk to anybody and I'm very annoyed anymore of like I don't want to just talk. I don't want to small talk all day anymore. It's like, like no. we're, most of us are talking about it. We're getting older. Like – I really like focusing on something and having something that I really, really enjoy and throwing mm-hmm. it out in the world and taking in as much as I can, not being like this world of, you know, what water cooler talk or, you know, yeah. like right. elevator yeah. music, you know? Yeah. It's like, I want to talk about something I'm passionate about and care about. I don't want to talk about the weather for the 85th right? time today. And I think the, the interesting thing about your story, well, and Brandon's to a great degree as well, is the fact that, you know, we all have significant relationships that came from gaming. I mean, Mike and Jason and Eric have been friends for since 84, hanging out gaming. You two are newlyweds and mm-hmm. you met through this gaming group. No, no. Nope. So we how worked. did, how did you get into the gaming group? Um, I dragged him along. Ah, 
we were we were friends. We were friends for quite a long time, and then uh, yeah, I got drugged. I feel like that the word friends had quotes around it. No, no, no. we were okay. no. legitimately friends. Yeah, I would have never met anyone here without gaming for sure. But um, same. <laughs> but my gaming started when I was like seventeen. I didn't really. I I did more parties and stuff in high school than than gaming. I had friends that like would have weekly games or something, but I never went. I'd like stop by and hang out and then kind of be off in the other room. Yeah, you were like, guys, have you ever blown a hot load in another <laughs> human being? Seriously, put those books away. <laughs> so we had a uh, we had we a friend a friend of ours was kind of like the hub for everybody, right? And I mean, there it wasn't uncommon for there to be like fifteen of us at this house. Like mm-hmm. his dad was a doctor, his mom was stay at home mom. They didn't do any like a huge house just. That's where we would gravitate. And his brother would run D&D games. And I didn't start playing until like I went through like a really bad breakup. And then I had nothing going on in my life because I was like super depressed all the time. And so I stayed there for a while and started to play then. And then that actually opened up to a lot of things. So even like after that, like, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a like little confidence builder, right? And even I was already someone who was at least sociable enough to carry on conversations with most people. I still can. But at that time, I was depressed. I didn't want to talk about fucking anything like right i just wanted to play a game and kill a bunch of shit and that's what i did i usually played a character that was just this fucking edgy murder monster that most of the time really shouldn't probably be doing what that character's intended for oh my god you were playing sasuke (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) no divorce (laughs) um so but but through that, that actually at that time in my life, that actually helped out a lot because I got a lot of anger just doing just random bullshit. And then that actually turned into playing other games I would have never even thought of because I, I played Magic in like grade school, right? Like Magic the Gathering and things. Yeah. And then um, so that was kind of that was nice. And I played a lot of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII was a big part of my life. And again, yeah, those things like easily got me into tabletop yeah. game easily because once it was explained to me, this is just the same thing on paper. Do you but, still yeah. associate or hang out with any of the people that you gamed with when you were younger? No. So um, I wish I did. And I have like connected with some of them after. But after I left my hometown, like once I moved to uh, Chicago, I didn't really stay in touch with anybody too much. Because once I w- went off to school, I was in touch with people a lot coming back and forth. But once I moved, moved, I'm not really good at keeping in touch with people Anyway, if Shannon and I didn't live together, I would probably almost never talk to her other than maybe text now and then. Like, I'm not good at keeping in touch with people. I don't text. I don't really call if unless you so text you, me or have call you me. Talk to a doctor and address your intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really have intimacy yeah, issues. I just don't seek issue. it. I just don't seek it out. Like if. Usually the way I look at it is if it's you're more not a laziness getting, issue, yeah. if we're being honest. If you're not if you're not making the effort for like to talk to me, I'm probably not making the effort to talk to you. No, I get no, I I totally get that. And I'm that same guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not that I don't like those people. It's that if you're content, I Path guess. Path of least resistance is yeah. kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah. Which is interesting because I can't help but think that you found gaming and re embraced it because you had a horrible, you know, breakup kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, from my past experiences, when I think about that stuff, there's times where you're like, I just want to be with my friends mm-hmm. and I know I suck right now because all I do is talk about how life sucks. And, you know, like yeah. I miss this person and I just wish I had someone to spend time with. Yeah. 
And like, if they're all gaming, you're like, cool. I, there's a legitimate reason. And we could play all day. <laughs> like, yeah. like it literally was a, I mean, a time was, sync. Yeah. Cause time sometimes all the only thing that helps. It was great. Right? I mean, I, I, I put all my effort into learning three, five because that's what we played. And like, I would talk to uh, the guy who ran games and stuff about the lore. And like, we would, I would constantly be reading the books and all this. And it was, it was really easy to get into it. I have con. I have gotten in touch with some of the people I used to game with, and Jeff and. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that they were uh, gamers. Yeah. I would have had more to talk to them about if I had known that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I met them. So, and I mean, it was like we That's never really worst, skipped right? a day. <laughs> Too many closeted gamers. Yeah. So I'm generally pretty. If if I haven't talked to you in years, typically if we talk again, it's like we talked yesterday. I, I started gaming when I was a really, really young kid. The first mm. D&D game I was ever exposed to, I was six years old. And wow. then when I was 12, my older brother, whom I idolize, was really, really, you know, he, you know, Bob at the time, you know, would have been 18. He had been gaming for a long time and I just, I needed to do it. Right. And I found that level of, of, of escapism in my whole life. Everything has been about, avoiding reality, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's books or film or television or drugs or alcohol, whatever. Gaming is the only productive self-indulgence that I have. At least, right. least destructive. Yeah, right. certainly least destructive. But I would also go to so far as to say, I mean, gaming is a productive thing in exercising, you know, writing skills and math skills and imagination yep. and yep. focus, you know, critical thinking, that sort of thing. I think socialization. Yeah, yeah socialization, socialization. It's all wonderful, skills. wonderful stuff, but it feeds the most important need that I have. It takes me out of what's real. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so it's so important to me is that I have relationships in my life. Life that I have ended because gaming was not important to those people and they were fucking up the games that I was in. Yeah. And I just don't, I just don't hang out with them anymore. One guy in particular, the most recent person to be eliminated from a game who we asked to step away. I'm actually seeing him this evening for a going away party for a mutual friend, but it's so important to me and I need it to be important to other people too. And if it's not important to them, at least to some reasonable degree, then I don't want to share that with them, yeah. which I know sounds shitty, but I also don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, that's but you shitty. do care, right? Yeah. I mean, you actually do. Well, care. that's why you care you so much. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's shitty because it's, it's something you're putting effort into. Sure. So if you're putting effort into something and I get it. Yeah. yeah no, I, yeah, no, I, I get it. I guess that for me, it's that I, I want it to be, I have this idea of what the experience should be. And if somebody else is fucking it up, then. I want to be rid of them. Yeah. But I've also, I'm the kind of guy who, I mean, I've just quit games where, you know, I've been running the game and, you know, things go a bad direction. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm done. It's hard to do when you've got that level of friendship and things like that. It's very hard to just say, oh, that's, that's done and over with. Now, your wife is not a gamer, is that correct? No, my wife is a gamer. Oh, she so, is. Yeah, okay. so she so, – Otherwise, he would have left her long ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's not why I'm leaving her. Um, <laughs> Hell, she gives you milkshakes and blowjobs. Yeah, uh, uh, it was a chocolate malt. I'm very specific Sorry. about my malt. <laughs> a goddamn milkshake. <laughs> I can get a milkshake anytime Sorry. I want. <laughs> 
Uh, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, so my wife is a gamer, um, and she does game with us. In fact, I I only with my regular group, I only get a game once a month, and we do it's a whole production, right? Because we do we do dinner and a game. So my wife will bake some sort of confection, and she'll make a big casserole, or she'll make something that she could put in the slow cooker that'll feed several people. And it's kind of it's kind of like what Chad does, where he like yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. So we do we. Do do a whole thing. So people are over at the house, you know, around four o'clock and, you know, they don't generally leave until around 10 and yeah. we take a break for dinner and we hang out and we usually have a couple beers and bullshit and stuff. It's a, it's a thing, right? It's more than just us hanging out and, and, and gaming, but gaming is the primary focus. But yeah, my wife, she's been gaming with us since college. I mean, we started dating in high school, but she didn't start gaming with us until college, but she gamed with another group of people. Oh, okay. Did you know that she was a gamer before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, before we started dating, we had a mutual circle of friends and knew each other peripherally. So, oh. yeah. When you're talking about, uh, you know, having a, that per- level of uh, like a productive uh, escapism and things like that. It, it reminds me of, uh, when I was in the military and, and gaming in the military is a little bit of a different beast. And in a way, not just military wise, but you know, just uh, there's a lot of, you know, you're away from home, you're homesick and things like that. And you kind of latch onto things. And I'm really glad that there were, I found other gamers that were there to, to game with me because I mean, I've seen guys nearly die from alcohol poisoning and things like that just because they're so fucking lonely and they, they don't want to be there and all this other stuff. So, you know, finding that, that productive or at least non-destructive level of, of something to focus on is really important. You know, something familiar. Right. Like, yeah. It helped you like maybe keep you, take your mind off of it. And, right. Do your NCOs or anybody ever give you guys a hard time for doing that? Uh, no. I mean, you're doing it in a barracks. I, or, yeah. The only, the only time, the only time anybody ever said anything, uh, negatively about nerd shit was in basic training when somebody s- said something about, you know, you can get a, a, a newspaper or a magazine and someone said, Oh, can we get a comic book? And the drill instructor said, grow the fuck up, little boy, or something like that. <laughs> you know, but beyond that, no, no one ever said anything. Meanwhile, uh, that same piece of shit goes home and watches Matlock or some other fucked up made shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, just it pisses me off. The idea that if you consume escapism in one medium, yeah. television or film, no, I it's perfectly that. fucking normal. If you read a goddamn comic book, if you go back to the days of cavemen when we communicated before we had language yeah. well you're somehow an asshole yeah. oh that bu- oh, uh, yeah. bugs me it's oh, always, yeah. it always pissed me off growing up when my mom would bitch about either video games or whatever and it's like mom you watch tv all day yeah like what fantasy the fuck fo- is the difference fantasy football dorks yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah it's oh, big time yeah. Slap i have this is unrelated but i have a friend and we have a discord channel it's just like me and three other friends and we have a channel set up because I'm getting ready to run Pokemon D&D. And in that channel, he goes off and he's like asking for advice about fantasy football. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the hell? I don't – none of us know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's like, but it's just – it's just uh, Chuck D&D. <laughs> <laughs> nice. it, is, it is though. Like when you, when you look at uh, – one of my favorite oh. videos ever made was Madden. Like they took Madden. And instead of having like the regular music and everything, they, they put in like the Final Fantasy battle theme. So when you're like picking your, your play, it's this making the sounds of you picking your spell and stuff. 
That's all you're doing. You're just picking your action, and then it's going through. It's right. literally a turn-based RPG. Right. Oh, and especially especially with like how he is about it, because like he's so it's far. all stats and, and it, fucking yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting because like I'll talk to him um, about we play Pokemon Go together, um, and I'll talk to him about like Pokemon Go and like the level of research he does with that <laughs> is the exact same <laughs> as fantasy football, and it's just kind of weird. He, he he just likes stats. Yes. Every anything he can get a stat from. You're creating characters. Yeah. You're making uh what was the baseball role playing game thing? Stratomatic. No, no, you're thinking uh, of the Tools of Ignorance. Tools of Ignorance. Yeah. I don't think I ever played it. But I don't I think any of us ever ever actually played it. We just reference it all the time. Yeah. What is Pokemon D D? Oh, it's um Pokemon. But in D and D. someone someone had gone out and made a hack of D&D 5th edition and it, they did it for Pokemon and so like they have the whole monster manual like they have generation 1 through 5 of the Pokemon like statted out and then there's also like different rules so that it fits better with the Pokemon world so it's yeah it's exactly what it okay. sounds like so which which is the which is the what was the Pokemon on team rocket the cat that talked meowth meowth is that a pokemon <laughs> or yeah. a pet it's a Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Okay. Pokemon's like a, a, a being, uh, thing, like a race of things. Pocket monster. Meowth actually wasn't anyone's. He didn't have a trainer. Meowth was his own. an individual okay, who so joined Team Rocket. Can can I play a <laughs> fucking pleb? Okay, first yeah. of all. Can <laughs> I can, can I play a Pokemon who can speak and I want to rebel against the slave masters? Because the Pokemon is basically cockfighting, right? Like I have <laughs> yeah. it, Shots I mean, fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically it's I like have, dog fights. Yeah, and, yeah. I have this. I have this little this yeah. little creature whose existence. I mean, it literally. It's so insignificant to me that it is literally trapped in an orb when I'm not <laughs> using it to fight for my honor. You've never. You're <laughs> not saying anything. I haven't said in our own house. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to rebel. I want to. I want to pull Ash down by his ears and drown him in mud. Well, that's probably why all they can say is like Pikachu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all they're allowed to but say. Then, but then fucking Uncle Tom Meowth needs to get. He needs to fucking do something. He can actually talk and speak to other human beings and talk about. Hey, this is some bullshit. Wasn't he like the villain of the movie? He was the villain. That's why I called him an Uncle Tom because he's like, come on, Team Rocket. Uh, I can uh, get into Meowth's backstory, but I'm not going to. And this, I'm why I hate gamers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You hate yourself. Oh, I do. I know. No, I mean it, we've talked about. Yeah, this I mean a strong thing. self-loathing is it's in, it's character building. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Doctor Cox on Scrub. The only way to get better <laughs> is by hating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I feel like you just inherently talked about why gaming's so awesome, though, because you literally said the one thing that you can't do in any Pokemon game ever. Yeah. Is be the Pokemon who says, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking change the world, man. You could do that. I mean, it depends on the group that you're playing with. And if that's the story they want to do. But then that goes back to him hating gamers because there's so so many gamers that are crunched that and be like, nope, can't do that. Nope. (laughs) Nope. That's the thing is at any given table full of gamers, you're not all going to be on the same page. I actually kind of want to 
run a Pokemon D and D game for Brunor and Brandon now because I, <laughs> I think it would I think it would be really interesting and it would be total anarchy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, she asked if I wanted to play in it like before. Well, she knew I didn't want to, and I think she extended that just because she knew I was going to say no, just so she <laughs> could get it out there. Yeah, I had already and had I, like, I had already had the group no. fun, and there's too many people. And if he had agreed, if he had wanted to play, it would have been <laughs> way too many people. Yeah, she but knew I, I asked him because I love him. Yeah. That's very sweet. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is very sweet. No. Yeah, I don't want to fucking play the game. You don't want to play. You don't want to play the game where you have. No, I'd play that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I'd yeah. play that game. I'd play that game. I would not play. There you go. There's your in. Do it. <laughs> Do it, Shannon. I I just said I would run that okay. game for them. Right, <laughs> That's how this started. It would end we up. Be, it, it wouldn't be Pokemon anymore. It'd be like Benoit Mon or something. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that reminds me of something I saw on Reddit. Saw a dude with a big. It was a. It was a really well done drawing by an artist who harkens back to uh, a comic book artist whose name escapes me. Anyway, it's a guy bent over a big old chain of anal beads, and each one was a was a transparent Pokeball with a hamster in it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> sounds like something Jeff Darrow would do. <laughs> God damn, I love Jeff Darrow. He's awesome. Fucking Shaolin Cowboy is the shit. What was the book that I had, Eric? That when I got it from. Oh, uh, it was Mile uh, High Comics. I was like, dude, you got to see this. It uh, was hard boiled. Hard boiled. Frank Miller's yeah. Frank Miller's hard boiled. Yeah. 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 He was like, look, you got to look at this. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> it's like, it's a giant orgy, but people are getting cut up by fucking chainsaws. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was like, fucking weird. <sighs> We're old. We're old. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. That was a long time ago. So, what, what are some of the like negative sides of like, gaming growth in this way like like we did kind of talk about like parties that split up you know friendships that are hard to manage uh over time because gaming is the thing that keeps you together but then sometimes eventually it's the only thing left that's keeping you together and that's a problematic um obviously people well, have and different spaces i think in their life i think from in and out. yeah from my perspective gaming is a double-edged sword it, it 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 affords me the opportunity to do things like this and meet people that i would have never met before and and have uh, adventures and things like that with, uh, you know, and go back in time and, and be able to be that kid again. But on the other hand, it scratches a creative itch that maybe if I wasn't gaming and maybe putting that effort into else. gaming, I'd be doing something else like writing or something yeah, else like that. So it's like just enough. Yeah. It's it, like, like I said, it satisfies that little right. bit of an itch. So I don't feel like I need to keep doing that. Right. And I have to actually force myself to do things sometimes. Cause then I'm like, no, no, I want to do this. And then of course it, it's the, uh, you know, you have too much time on your hands and you, you think you're going to do all of this shit and you end up doing nothing. That's, that's also my, my trap where I'm like, Oh, I've got plenty of time to work on this and I got plenty of time to write this. And then I'm like, Netflix. Netflix, <laughs> or then I'm like, oh, okay, let me plan plan this game session out, or you know these plot points for this different game that I'm doing, and then I look at like the different writing projects that I have, and I go, I really should be working on that too. It's something that brings out the best and worst in you, which I mean, it all depends on like uh, like what you bring into gaming, right? Like, sure. Uh, so I hate my job, and it sucks, and every now and then, like. If I'm playing a game, I'm really on it and it's great. But then there's other times where I really had a just shit day and I'm tired and, and I don't bring my best and it's, and I feel awful for even like wasting time. But if I don't have that outlet, how bad is it going to be if I don't do that? And there's some times where like, 
you know, maybe I had a really bad day and I just don't want to be somewhere or something. Or like, it's like, God damn, like my week is just bearing on me. And the last thing I want to do is be around people. But most of the time, nine times out of 10, if I am around those people, I have a great time and it brings me out of like whatever I feel like. So I don't know. Yeah, It's it's, like breaching that barrier. Once you actually are there doing it, it's much better than it's just a build up to doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think another thing that I wanted to bring up is that uh, I'm kind of like Shannon in that I, I when I get into something, I really get into it. And my problem is I start having FOMO where I'm like, oh, I want to do that, too. Oh, oh I want to do that, too. I'm having such bad FOMO right now. I have four <laughs> games going right on right now. And I like keep having like I, I want to start two other ones. It's bad. <laughs> right. And then you start, you know, like I'm constantly thinking about what other game I want to do, whatever I want to do. And I'm like, like, for instance, we just finished this Promethean AP and I'm like, I'm already thinking about what I want to do next. And then I'm like, but I've already got an ongoing AP going and yeah. that I should be working on and I should be editing this thing. But now I'm thinking about this next thing, you know, <laughs> and it's just like that, you know, talking about the next game always kills the the current game. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I don't have that. I mean, I guess there, there have been times where I've been offered to play on games and I'm like, oh man, that'd be great, but I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I, I, because I really think about it and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm doing these games every other week and then I'm doing this game every week and then, but that's just too much. Like, that's way too much. It's, it makes me, I'm the opposite. I'm right. like, mm-hmm. no, there's too much to do. I'm just not going to do that at all. Right. But Which like, makes it hard for me to sign up for every game that ever crosses my path. But you heard Brodor. I may not be allowed at Thursday anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was sick, (laughs) Brodor. It'll never happen again. Well, that's the second time you've called in sick to gaming. And the first time you called in sick to gaming, I was like, who the fuck calls in sick to gaming? People who are sick. Yeah, people who are sick. You call in sick to your goddamn job. That's what you do. (laughs) I don't call in sick to my job. I tell them I'm not coming in. (laughs) Big difference. I could be like, fuck you guys. I'm not coming here. But I'm like, no, I don't feel good. I'm not going to come. No, it's fine we did muppet voice stuff and <laughs> yeah you know i am the sweetest chef you can't you totally went down on that. marlene ah, damn it you guys made me do that yeah damn it i was That's hold- what happens when you miss i was gonna hold that above his head forever yeah no he plays a female character that came on to me and i was like mm, no was, sweetie no, i was broken hearted like i was i mean in character out of i was totally surprised if you would have got out if, of character he was also broken hearted because he's like this is the only way i can get brandon <laughs> no no i was i was so bummed because i was like god damn it if my character would have if, if you would have got me when i was drunk or something yeah. if my character was drunk yeah. it probably would have happened right and then that would have been the best most awkward thing at the table ever and that would have been <laughs> we would have been talking about that moment right yeah. now i'd have been talking about that till i die this one time my friend and i we acted out as having sex in front of everybody else <laughs> very graphically that had been no, the greatest a, gaming moment on a ever. recording no less on a recording no so we would have just faded to the curtain would have dropped maybe would've you would have faded <laughs> <laughs> i think if anyone at this table were go- was gonna fade it's not gonna be broken yeah. <laughs> no but there would have been three other people there throwing x cards down yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. fade to black motherfucker fade it's, to black it's funny though because uh, cut the mic cut the mic <laughs> right. it's funny it's funny though because Okay, so I, I like my character had the opportunity, right? This is kind of on subject. This is a part of gaming that's fun, right? This little reminiscent the, talking thing. about the stuff. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> I remember when Dan was playing the character, and we were talking about the possibility of something like that happening with Poe or somebody else, and like having having to act that out, mm-hmm. and him even saying like, "No, that's never going to happen." And we had the opportunity <laughs> for that to happen with a different person playing the character, <laughs> and we we missed it. You know? Yeah. 
Sorry. Well, you had me at Muppet Voices. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, do you have any long-term, besides these two knuckleheads, do you have other relationships long-term that you have? Well, let's, like, let's go from the, let's go, let's go back to what Pete was saying. Do you have negative experiences, people you've cut out of your life? Or even other negative experiences with gaming. Uh, I mean, as far as negative experiences with gaming goes, uh, probably at conventions, I've found that yeah. A lot of times gaming with strangers is, I mean, most of the time it's fun. Uh, in particular, gaming with women is a blast. And that the first time I ever gamed with a female was in college at a Egyptian campaign. Uh, Eric was with me and I mean, I was flirting like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was weird. I mean, I was, I was a flirt anyway, but then you're, then you're playing a, a role playing game. There's no was. You still are. So I know, I know. <laughs> But then you're playing a role-playing game, and you're playing a totally different character, and holy fuck, then you start flirting with a woman at a table, and, and you're allowed to because you're playing a game, and you're playing a character. I mean, that was, that was freeing. That was, that was weird. But uh, <laughs> I, had the, I, had, I have the opposite story of what you're as, saying. <laughs> but as far as negative uh, experiences, I've had some very negative experiences playing at conventions. I mean, people that were just... You sit down, you've already paid your money, you know, here's your tickets, you know, you, you know, start playing. This is maybe a game you haven't played. Was it, what, Gamma World? No. I was going to sit down and play Gamma World. Oh, right. Time, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't played that since we were probably in high school at least. And I was really looking forward to it. And every single person sitting at the table, and the, and that was the other thing is there's way too many people sitting at the table. There was at least 10 people sitting oh, there. Oh, jeez. Yeah. There was way too many. Well, we worked out why that usually is, how like they get their free badges. They have to have so many hours. And so for each person, you get so much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were doing why. some crazy uh, so, Gen Con GM badge se- math. Se- 70 hours. It's nuts. 70 I mean, player sorry. hours per free right. badge. So but that's probably 10, why. 10 gamers, four hours. That's yeah. 40 hours, two of those games. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. So everybody sitting there is a, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be judgy, but I mean, huge dorks, massive dorks. <laughs> so half of those, half those dork. guys had probably never gotten laid before. Recurrent uh, things here. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know. It was just too much. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like 10 minutes into it. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking do this for the next three hours. Yeah. So I've, I just, I just looked at my cell phone. Place. I looked at my cell phone and I said, you know what, guys, I got to go. A friend of mine got hurt. She's just cosplaying way too hard. <laughs> and I bolted. At the the first time Shannon and I played together at a con, I hated the experience. The guy who was running the game was great. Like the guy was awesome. Everybody at the table was fine, except this one guy who was just super extra, over the top thespian. Like very like he, it, oh it wasn't God. just that. He was also like he's definitely the sort of guy who would say, Milady. Yes. Oh well, fuck. No. Like, she's not joking. Like it's not even have... like he one hundred percent has said those words to someone seriously in his life right. with a fedora. <laughs> right. Like he probably has a tattoo of a fedora somewhere on his body. So he always has his fedora. Like this guy was over the top. Yeah. And it's and it's like he was he seemed nice and everything, but like the way he played was so just over the top like he was like performing for a role of his life or something and it's like dude calm the fuck down <laughs> we're all playing it was a noir game what was it it was Deadlands Noir Deadlands Noir and I don't even remember what the fuck he was supposed to be but it was not what he was doing at all it was yeah. bad it was terrible and he actually ruined the experience it was the first time we got to play the game so if you're listening dude which I doubt you are you suck and I hate you you ruined that game <laughs> like it was bad it, it the whole time the whole I'm just fuck I fucking hate well, this guy and god damn you it. can also tell like 
the GM was kind of getting fed up with him. <laughs> like the yeah. GM, like well, he was like, okay, was, well, let's give somebody else at the right, table. He was a, a little chance. bit of a hog. Yeah, yeah. and the, the GM was like this really nice, sweet spoken guy, and it was like, yeah. oh, you sweetheart, and he's just like, come on, guy, like let's calm it down. It, like, it is funny though because like Brandon's the sort of person who like fixates on that and can't have a good time if there's an asshole at the table. And meanwhile, I had a great time. I loved that game. That guy sucked, but the game was fun. It it was funny because uh, yeah, Shannon. Shannon was trying to do the things and he was trying to like walk all over her and she was like, no, no, I can do that. Like, no. Nah. And it, it was just funny to see that. But ain't nobody going to steal my spotlight. <laughs> Shannon was probably that person to everybody else. Where I, <laughs> <laughs> where I it, it was only because I had a butt head with him. Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> I think the, the first year we went to Gen Con, we were playing Star Wars. Uh, I, of course, was playing a scoundrel. What right. year was He's this? pointing at Eric. What was the first time you guys went? I don't know, Eric. I don't remember. Uh, uh, 2005. Oh. So that's probably... We were probably there at the same time. I went in 2005. So we're playing Star Wars. I'm flirting with a girl sitting at the table because I'm playing a scoundrel, and that's what a scoundrel's supposed to do. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just just say Han Solo. It's fine. I'm playing Han Solo. Every time I play a scoundrel, I'm playing Han Solo. We, we, we I know. know. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess she is the game master's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So he's <laughs> he's getting pissed off at me because I'm just and once I figured out that was his girlfriend, then I was just doing it even more, <laughs> a lot harder, a lot worse, you know. And I really think I was really distracting her a lot. And so I mean, I, and I was kicking ass. I mean, I was kicking ass. Yeah. And he and basically he ba- what did he what did he end up doing? Is that the coward thing? Yeah, he called me a coward. He said he, my he didn't get was it was it was a living force game, so that way right. th- there was you know XP that you could take you know like it was a living right. campaign, and he did not award you a, an XP award because you were a coward. Yeah, which is bullshit. And and, that, <laughs> and I honestly think that he got. You and me mixed up because I was playing the noble who was too scared to fight and was always hiding and like, oh, no, should we call the authorities? I mean, I think Eric and I have hung around long, long enough. Maybe we start to look alike, but he's kind of pasty. I mean, I've got there's a little no, bit of there's a no kind of it's kind of pasty. <laughs> <laughs> so both smooth motherfuckers in my eyes. So that was negative. Mike, that sucked. So, Mike, have you had any negative impacts no, on your life from gaming? All, Not man. a single one. <laughs> Having having to be on this podcast. <laughs> right. There's no way you haven't had at least one, especially playing with any of us assholes. There's got to be at least. One oh yeah, Mike can't oh, say no. because it's 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 talking it's badly here. about us. Well, Mike, I'm really sorry. Whatever it was, I did. I'm really sorry. Cool. I've had to apologize twice now. Jesus, sorry, bro, door. Sorry, Mike and Mike. Why are you apologizing to me? You didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't there on Thursday. I'm really sorry. No, it's all right. It happens, man. It's cool. No, you were talking about bringing the apocalypse down and kicking me out of the game. (laughs) No, that's not me. That's not my game. That's not my place to kick you out of. I'm joking. (laughs) If it were, you would be out. But it's not, so you're safe. (laughs) Shannon got my implication. (laughs) I I thought it was funny, though, Babs. You mentioned one thing, which was that you know it only takes one player to like ruin a game for me especially and that's that's a problem i have to deal with but usually i'll like uh it's really bad for me uh you're you're kind of that way about everything though like yeah things get ruined for you like one thing can ruin everything if it's if it's something that is like something that just really irks me i'll fixate it on it too much and i'll i'll try and some most of the time i I can get past it but a lot of times i'll fixate it on too much and it just fucking ruins things and then i let it ruin it for myself yeah, what, what and you... then he tries to ruin it for me and i don't let him <laughs> well, the segue thing i was curious about is yeah. that i think 
a lot of people who've played role playing games for a long time, they find themselves eventually in a place where they kind of learn. I don't know. They adapt to each group. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. The problem with the over the top guy wasn't that he was over the top. It was that he was so far from everyone else. You know, yeah. Like, it was like he. It's cool to be a character. You can be a thespian, right. but like realize that if the whole group's not doing it, you probably shouldn't be like jumping on the table and yeah. like you know showing it, bowing and, and, and putting your hat down. And stuff. To, to be to be upfront with that about that guy, it was more of he acted like the game was for him, and I usually don't and, like when somebody plays as though that game revolves around that one person because it's a group effort and if you're making it all about you well where where is there room for me to even do anything the thing about that that's interesting is i feel like a lot of people and this is i no better term than say veteran gamers right is we do find ourselves being the person who like like i think eric and i don't know because i haven't gamed with you that often or much if ever but like do you ever find yourself in the position where you're playing a game and you're like okay well you have to downplay Either what it is you want to get out of your character or you want to be the person who's kind of being like, hey, well, so-and-so is not talking or involved that much. So you find yourself kind of being that like first mate to the right, GM, a support right? role, right? And even if you are like a lead character, you're like trying to make sure everyone has their moments and they're fun because it's like you just know, hey, we're all going to have a better time if I do this. But at what cost? As a game master or as a player? As a player. Totally as a player. Um, I find this as a, as a player it's one of those things that I'm trying to also try to figure out exactly how to talk about it because we don't have terms for it. Oh, it's um, total table hog. Well, and that's what I was going to yeah. say is as a as a okay. as a game master, I think I do try and spread the things out. As a player, I'm I'm better. Um, for a long time, I was too much of a narcissist to not you know. To, Jason's kidding, but he's not. I mean, for a long time, I was a I was the uh, hog. I would hog. I don't it, think you were any more a hog than the rest of us were. Well, I think it was one of those things where it was just like we were always clamoring for usually Mike's attention. You know, right? It's big personalities at the right. table clashing. And Brian and I would just about get into a fist fight. I right. mean, there was many times where I'd run out the door like, "Let's go, motherfucker! Let's go out to the street," and we were gonna go because like, this he, fucking goddamn <laughs> this fucking game group. This I always hear about high school though. This, this is, is fucking school. like you guys are getting chains out of the fucking like <laughs> boxes and fucking spike bats. Like, all right, motherfucker, like, let's go. <laughs> That's right. It was usually me and Brian though. We were ready to. <laughs> you're hogging all the ass. goddamn magic items. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of this shit. I'm taking you out. You're a barbarian. You're not supposed to be smart, Jason. Fuck you. I took the skill. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, gaming is like where you can express yourself. So obviously you can butt heads with other people when you're both trying you're both trying to have the fun that you want to have. Yeah. But then a lot of times we find I, that we have to tone ourselves down. I honestly think and I think I told Brandon this like afterwards with that specific guy, I honestly think that he doesn't have a home game group and he never gets to play and Jane Con's the one time he gets he to play and so himself. he yeah. goes yeah. too far. Yeah. So I think that you touched on something really important is that Everyone's trying to have their own fun, but my biggest hangup as a gamer is we need to agree upon what that fun actually is. And, you know, that generally the people that I don't want to game with any longer are, are, they're not people that I don't want to hang out with and, and do things with, but they're people that what they want out of the game is certainly divergent from what I want out of the game to the point that I can't compromise. Right, yeah, and that's why I, I'm running a separate game of Pokemon D and D for you and Brandon, than for my friends who actually like Pokemon. I think I think the the thing that I appreciate the most out of our Thursday game is that everybody's pretty supportive of everybody having like a spotlight or having yeah, a no, it's absolutely true. It's pretty it's pretty even when it comes to like if we're making decisions. It's it's very diplomatic. 
and, and even if like they do the guild, great guild compromise, right. really it's coming down to if we ever were just like, all right, we don't like that, we could do that. Right. But typically we're all on the same page where we're going and we let's let's do support. the great guild compromise where nobody's happy, yeah, including nobody's happy. Gil. Yeah. <laughs> but but everybody's supportive of each other, which is something that I may not necessarily get on my Monday night game, right? And my Monday Weird. night game on Monday night game, <laughs> everybody has their own version of what's fun. Yeah. A lot of people just want to roll dice. They don't want any role play at all. So if I want to role play, I have to just kind of sit there or get frustrated at somebody trying to go, what are you role playing for? We already know this. What are you doing? Fuck off. I'm yeah. trying to fucking play the game. Like that. Ha- I blew up on Woodside twice because of that. Cause all he was like, we already know that. We were- Shut the fuck up. Like my character doesn't know that. I'm talking. Like, what is your problem? Well, why don't you use your own money for this? Use your own fucking money. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and I, and I, I think he, he, he caught, I think he caught on the second time. But, um, and I, I love playing with Aaron actually. Most of the time. Who fucks Aaron? Yeah. I, most of the time. Him and I in games get along very well, but the game, the character he was playing was so contrary and just contradictive to mine. And just, it kind of seemed like he felt like he was running out of time, I guess. Like, I'm going to get through this game because I may not be back for a while because, you know, he's got family and everything and he has to. He's probably going to have another kid. He's going to have like eight more kids by the time we're done with this podcast. (laughs) And um, I wanted to like enjoy it. And it didn't, it, I, I couldn't do that. And it sucked. That yeah. sucks. So that's something like on Monday I have to worry about is that if I want to, like, in, it doesn't matter what game we're playing. I want to role play something. At some point, somebody just wants to roll dice, right? Somebody just wants to roll dice. They don't care about the story. They're just like, I just want to see what happens. Like, let's see, let's see what's going on. You should have played the ETU game that I, I ran. Nobody rolled will, any dice ever. What is ETU? <laughs> Uh, East, East Texas, Texas University. University. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. Is that a Savage Worlds thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Mm, no, Shannon was running it. You missed that part. I, <laughs> I don't, Brandon doesn't like the game. I don't know. Well, you didn't like the one game that okay, I Okay, let's, let's do some marriage counseling. Why is it that you do not like the game? So setting aside your intimacy issues, <laughs> why don't you like the games that your wife runs? Uh, because I was a real big jerk to him we, a lot. We've definitely talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, Shannon, I guess this is something she doesn't do now, but she was a rules whore to the maximum where anything that was flavor or fluff or anything didn't matter. If I couldn't do it through dice, I couldn't do it. Or like if it was something that would make more sense to just wave it at that moment instead of, well, let's see if you roll these 40 times and see if it rolls the way you want it. All I'm trying to do is sneak up on this guy and slit his throat. It's a story thing. I can kill this guy. No problem. There's nothing going to happen if I fight this guy. Like nothing is going to come out of this. Just let him die. No, no, we got to we got to roll it. Why? Why do we have to? Like There were so many moments where it was just very frustrating. But we were playing with new players and these guys have heard the story like a hundred times. So what what don't you what don't you like about gaming with Brandon? Oh, I like gaming with Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Is it for the same reason that he was just describing? <laughs> I like that we're having D and D marriage counseling about things that we've already talked about. Um, but I wasn't in the room. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the best part is this episode did start with Brodor and I talking about how much how big of fans we are. Yeah. So we only hear what's recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, well, that's a wonderful. Point. I realized that I did a lot of like 
bad thing. Like, I, I'm still a baby GM. I'm still learning how to game master. And a lot of the D&D campaign I ran, some of the things in the very first, the Pathfinder game I ran that he was in, like, I was just being a jerk to, yeah, like, we didn't even mention that. kind of yeah. agitate him because. So you were doing it on purpose? A little bit. You're basically, you know, pulling his hair and doing that sort of, you know, third grade flirty thing. Well, right. Because this was, like, right before we started dating. <laughs> it was 100% like poking the bear. Like, he's cute. I'm going to bug him. Yeah. That's like, that's honestly, we're married now. This is not why. But that's the worst thing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> that's like if you really want to piss me off and really actually make me not fucking like you, that's a great way to do it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just constantly fucking poke me. Right. Which I didn't do it enough. Obviously, I didn't do it enough <laughs> <laughs> to make him hate me. Yeah. He married me. I feel like that's so incredibly noteworthy. Like we're talking about how two people use role-playing games to hit on each other. <laughs> like, like, Oh, I didn't like, use role-playing no, games. No, no, no. You misunderstand. No, no. Right, not two people, but like, Eric, did you ever think there would be the day where you'd be having this conversation? <laughs> right? like, people are using uh, using role playing games like, like, a, like a dating app. I use GMing too. <laughs> Typically, we get we get pretty good props for not being the typical no, couple that plays games together. Because we hate each other. Because <laughs> typically, her characters are people that my characters don't like. Because she plays characters I hate. Like, yeah. Her characters are annoying as well. <laughs> Thank you. And it's that sort of, same sort of thing. Like I play annoying characters, and so I was being an annoying GM because that was like the first time that I like really gm for new players too yeah and so like it's kind of one of those things but i've think mike i think i've kind of come out of that i'm maybe i don't know mike yeah, you're more of a toddler gm yeah <laughs> i was gonna say adolescent huh let's go say adolescent. the hard part right, is so many people who run games have been doing it for so long like we've all everyone learns like the school of hard knocks yeah. oh yeah i mean yeah. i mean if you could do it wrong as a game master i've done it yeah. a lot the, the, I think the important thing is like I have people that I've run games for and I've seen other people have the same issue. Like the players have to allow you to grow up because like if they don't let you continue to get better and they keep holding you to the same problems you had in your first game. Brandon. Which I, I'm just throwing it out because <laughs> – To be fair, that was your second game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important because that – you can't have someone holding you down forever who is like, right. yeah, but remember that one time. And this is why I don't play in her games. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, is, it is really interesting, though, like how I've come – like because I feel like I've gone through how the Game Master has been traditionally yeah. through the ages. I feel like I did that just like on a micro scale. Like I was like the <laughs> adversary GM and then now like I'm, I, I switched like the 70s, more, the 80s, the 90s. The yeah, <laughs> now I'm more modern GM. <laughs> I think somebody, I can't remember who said it, but uh, somebody had brought up the point that, you know, Shannon, you're, you're running a game a lot of times, especially for the, the main gaming group who have very experienced game masters running the game. So you've got that pressure of being compared to other people. Almost every game I've run, Mike has played who has been gaming lo- has been game mastering longer than I've been alive. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good friend, Mike. I try. <laughs> Every time I say, hey, I want to start a game group, <laughs> Mike's on it. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, you have – you can see how other people run games and you can learn from that. Oh, no. But then there's always that anxiety that am I up to the task? Am I doing as well as so-and-so who's been doing it for 30 years? Oh, yeah. The first time that I ever ran was definitely that because that was Rocket Age for like the main gamers table group at the time and like i was running for eric and mike 
and Jason, who has been playing with Eric and Mike as GMs, and it's like I couldn't even live up to it in my own head, which is part of why I stopped running that kind of abruptly. You ran a Deadlands game for us once too. Me and oh Dan, yeah, I murdered and, you. Yeah, you were. Really, <laughs> I mean, I was like, who's who's supposed to be having fun here? Because I'm not having fun. I think Shannon's having all the fun. <laughs> yeah, that's how she plays her games. Right. That's why I don't play her uh, games. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. Well, the problem with that was I was running a, a one shot from the internet. That and was it, an adventure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't tell you what level your players were supposed to be. So, like, you know, I mean, right off the bat, we were fighting like zombies or something. They were, they were baby, and like, also, I didn't know I had never run Savage Worlds at this point, and yeah. so I didn't know where they needed to be. And so, like, they were playing like I can't remember what the wording is in Savage Worlds, but they were pay- playing basically first level characters for, yeah. for like a seventh level adventure, <laughs> and I didn't realize well, that, it, and that, I murdered that them. That explains that, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also, it was supposed to be for seven. <laughs> people and only three people showed up right so there was that to it Holy as shit. well <laughs> and that's really hard to like hard adapt to on the fly when you're new right challenge as, levels kind of stuff yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. as as somebody who's been game mastering for a long time i don't want a game master for experienced game masters i don't want to do it uh and that's probably why i'll never because they're gonna fucking judge me and i don't want them fucking judge me i know what <laughs> shit i talk on people i don't want them talking that shit on me god you're beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you different. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel all warm. <laughs> he did reach his hands out towards you. He yeah. did. He's very I, sweet. I've I've wanted to run something for a while, but I I probably will never because I feel like running it for our Monday group. I don't feel like would be a good starter game for anybody who's trying to GM for the first time. I think um, you should GM for guys like us. I would say Honestly, so. I, I, no, I think that would actually be good for it, you. I, I've talked right. to no, I've talked to Shannon about this before because the thing is is that typically Eric's actually a very good player where he's a very good supportive player for whoever's running too because he can have fun pretty much doing whatever the hell. Yeah, like he does a really good job of playing a character and just having fun with it. And typically, if I had, it'd be one of those. I feel like it'd be one of those situations though where I'm like, I don't know how this works, guys. Does this work? But I don't want to do that. Right? It does help help to have players who will like find their fun if you yeah. can't quite give that to them. Yeah. But if you find yourself like staring at a room that's just quiet, yeah, that's like yeah. what nobody yeah. wants, right? Yeah. He, he Eric's really good at that. Jason's actually really good at that. And Mike never complains, so I would never know. <laughs> so it would be yeah, it'd be like the perfect storm of like. Oh, I could have done total shit, and the only way I'll ever know is if they leak it some All at right. some point. <laughs> so that's, that's the service you need to provide. The three of you, right, need to put game masters through their paces, and take then notes. yeah, and then take notes, and then you know, sort of like we do the you know on the skies of glass game. Yeah. Uh, we do the post game wrap up. You guys can just do all right. We're going to do a debrief. Here's all the stuff uh-huh. you did right. Here's all the stuff you did wrong. Here's all the things that I would change, etc. No. So like a game master consulting business. Yes. I, I yeah. love I love Actually not a bad that Brodor after I think it is before we were recording <laughs> talked about how fragile he is. <laughs> and now he's like, you guys should do that as a business. You yeah. should tell people you how guys should critique <laughs> GMs, but I don't <laughs> ever want to yes. critique. Do me. not do not tell me what people I'm doing wrong. That have the testicular fortitude. <laughs> and there's something about paying saying, okay, I am actually 
purchasing your counsel and advice versus just shitting on me. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? It's, it's, yeah, you don't unsolicited, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm okay. I, I actually, I, I want to know what you think and I'm exchanging something of right. value. It's, with like, you. it's so like asking for a critique. You, you know you're going to get something. Yeah. yeah. You know, you kind of prepare, mentally prepare yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think the actionable advice, it's important because like, you know, if you're just listening to this, you're like, I don't ever want that to happen, right? <laughs> it's though, but like I've heard people who they just do one thing, but like make sure that's positive and negative, right? Like give me roses and thorns. Give me like, hey, what was one thing that you didn't like about this session? Sometimes we don't care why you didn't like it. We yeah. can probably understand when you tell me like, hey – I played for five minutes. I get it. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. but then if you tell me one thing you liked, that, that's also important because a new GM then realizes, oh shit, they actually like that stuff. And I didn't think mm-hmm. that, you know, cause oh, right. role playing is something that you get, you can be lost in your head. Like people who know me are like, Pete, you're always smiling. But then when you're gaming, sometimes you're just like stoic and just like, are you having fun? It's look like this game sucked. I'm like, no, dude, it's just all in my head. Yeah. You know, I'm just not physically expressing myself. So. Well, yeah, plus yeah. you don't want to the whole time. But, pff, that sucks. Yeah. Why the fuck would you but, say you that? Know, like, <laughs> Why are we doing the storyline? That's whether, fucking terrible. Whether it's for Shannon or anyone else. I mean, that that's a no. good way to get started is they ha- get people – because then they can think of one thing. No, I'm not going to run it. Well, You've never played a game with Shannon. You don't get it. <laughs> we, would, we would never play the game I want to play. We would yeah. play in the world that I've set, and then Shannon's yeah. playing the game she dictates after that. She <laughs> takes over. One of the first games I played with Shannon, she did to me what I normally do to people, and that's she renamed my character for me. Oh, jeez. And she could not remember my character's name. Oh, yeah, Boots. Life. Was playing, <laughs> that was like, was that, a, that was pretty far into us playing together, Jason. Uh, no, it was the first game where it was just like, it was, it was a very small group. It was very intimate. Yeah. There weren't a lot of people is what yeah. I meant. That was uh, when we started Sunday game. Right. I was playing a cat person named Shakaris. It was very heavily influenced by Skyrim. Your name was this badass thing, yeah. Shakaris. And she Shikaris. named Boots. <laughs> boots, 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 Boots. Oh, come on, man. That's not right. Yeah. Oh. So, I was just like, fuck it, like, Boots. Like, like I said, it was after I had known Jason, because I was like after I'd played yeah. with you guys for a year. So I know Jason's bullshit. <laughs> and that's what I get, motherfucker. Yeah. So many chances to murder her character. Shakaris, what a cool name. That's it. Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah. And she fucking renamed you. <laughs> I mean, you played a cat person, which is fucking lame. But yeah. well, he, was an, he was an evil priest of uh, some Aztec god. I yeah, we get it. You were a Khajiit. We got it, yeah. Yeah, right, basically. <laughs> and also, I think that Brandon Williams had a lot to do with Boots becoming your name because he strongly... Uh, he probably threw right into that, too. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he, he, he but you started jumped it. In. Oh, yeah, I definitely started it. <laughs> and I normally do that. That's normally my job. That's my fucking job to, <laughs> to downgrade people's names. <laughs> fucking Boots. Changing your name my phone to Boots. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Okay. Talking about how the power of gaming, and we've talked about, you know, the, the good things and the bad things and, and whatnot. And a lot of it's, uh, group dynamics and, and, you know, memories and, and things like that. Uh, now I, I kind of want to talk about the actual power of the game itself and how in character and to some part out of character things can also have lasting effects on how you feel about people, how you feel about a game. You talked about how one shitty player, you know, you know, good day, madam. That kind of shit, you know, can completely ruin how you feel about a game. And we've said it before: a bad game master does worse for a game than a good game master does for a game, because a one bad game master can ruin a game for you where you never want to play it again. 
the for instance that I have is a game called Alpha Omega. We played that at uh, Gen Con one time, and it's a perfectly fine game. But we sat and we played it, and the game master was so it was like he wanted to graphically describe every little visceral thing that happened to this to your characters on just regular hits. He and, wanted he wanted you at the table to go, "Wow, this is amazing. This guy is a fucking amazing." Yeah, no, and, and we just <laughs> sat the there. One, we're the like, only time we ever played that game. Yeah, it's the, it is. It yeah. is the only time we ever played that game, and we've never played it since. I own that game. Oh, do you? Yeah. I never want to play that game again. Goddamn. Well, along those lines, Legend of the Five Rings was ruined for me. Yes. At Gen Con because there were a couple of D-bags at the table, super into Asian culture. Asian culture. I mean, I think she was wearing a kimono. I think she had her fucking <laughs> I love chopsticks in her hair and the whole bit, you know? <laughs> it, it was like they were fucking doing the, she was like do, the, doing the tea ceremony right there at the table. Oh, it was, no. she was that into it. They kept correcting me on this and that. I was like, motherfucker, I'm just trying to play a game. Yeah. You know, you know what? And, and, that, and it the, ruined it for me. I never wanted to play that fucking game again. Brings never up again. a very good point. I'm hard pressed to find any game that has that level of douchebaggery as L5R. I love L5R. I absolutely love it. But there are people in that that take it way too goddamn seriously to the point where they're pushing people away from playing the game. Yeah. Which is a damn shame. I would love to love L5R. It has like everything that I like, Japanese folklore, all that stuff. I I love that stuff. Now, as far as that goes, like I don't give a fuck about that, right? I want to play a game in a setting like that. And when I played, it was just overwhelming as fuck. Everybody was in an established game. Everybody knew everything about that world. Everybody like had all these intricacies and I'm being bombarded with years of this game that they've been playing. And that wasn't years. It was at least a year. It was at least a year's worth of a game that everybody is built onto just being bombarded at me in 10 minutes. Right. Right. I had to know everything that ever happened in it. And on top of that, things that only my character would know with names I've never heard before. In 10 minutes and then sit down and play with everybody. There's no casual level of play. I was like, what the fuck? That was hard. That was hard as fuck. Like I sat down and was supposed to be like a high level character in this setting. And I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do. Like, I love everything you've told me about what my character, like his background, everything. This sounds great. This is awesome. Like, this is the character I would love to play. Like, this is the perfect character made for me. I don't want to play it because it's too much. Like, and I haven't played all five R since. I was asked to play L5R while we were at Gen Con with um, Gage. Gage, thank you. And uh, I was like, I would love to play that, but I probably won't. Like, <laughs> I, I would love to. Well, he told me what days it was. It was on Thursdays. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, bitch. I got one love on Thursday. There ain't nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he says staying into Brodor's eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would love to pick up that game and start it from like a like a beginner level or something. But I have PTSD from you've got 40 D10s you have to roll for this thing. And like, what the fuck? Oh, and they explode. But now it's fantasy flight system. Yeah, and now I have to pay $30 for a pair of dice. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's, I don't know. They should have never deviated from D10. The best games I have ever played as a gamer have been L5R games. Yeah. The most memorable campaigns that I've ever been involved in as a PC, the most I've ever been into my character, the most I've ever been into somebody else's game is really? L5R. Yeah. So I, that's the experience I wanted. L5R is a great thing. It, yeah. I think the close second would be probably for me would be Star Wars because it's, uh, you know, because it's such a, a well-known uh, property and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, L5R is a very enriched game that you could just totally Im- immerse yourself into. Mm. Obviously, Eric needs to run L5R because Eric knows too much to be a player in this game. So Eric needs to run L5R. That used to be the default. For, for me and Brandon and Jason, 
who know nothing about L5R, so we might like it finally. That, that used to be the default was whoever knew the most about the world was the person that had to run it. For a long time, we adhered to that. You know the most about Star Trek, so you need to run Star Trek. You know the most about this world, so you need to run this. It can be very intimidating, you know, like to run something that somebody else at the table knows way more about. And that's probably why we never played Merp. Yeah, right. I don't know what that is. Middle Earth. Oh, yeah. But that's the that's the nineties version, right? The nineties well, version where it wasn't rules from, from, yeah. from ice, yeah. 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 So, Master style. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the problem with the problem with Middle Earth is that the best story has already been told. Right. Yeah. And why do I want to play in that fucking game when the best possible story has been resolved and done better than I'll ever do it, Peter Jackson? And <laughs> oh, because those books fucking suck. Um <laughs> oh, they suck. They're so dry and unreadable. Any which one. <laughs> Those are like Mike's favorite. Yeah, Brandon says I don't complain. <laughs> I complain but enough no, for the two the, of us. The reason is what you say, though. Yeah. You don't, I yeah, don't that's run right. – uh, I don't run role playing games based on those kind of properties because I'm not, I'm not going to do better. I'm not going to fight Urukai like Boromir. It's just not going to happen. Well, it's like the well, first 10 years of Star Wars when Star Wars came out when we were in high school. First 10 years that we played that game, it was always, I want to find Luke Skywalker. I want to kill him. I want to take his yeah. lightsaber. I want to find Darth Vader. I want to kill him. I want to take his lightsaber. <laughs> the know? fuck? Or I want to, I want to hunt Chewbacca down and I want to skin him and turn him into a coat. Oh my you know, God. You know, kind of shit like, like that. Like Mac Lamore fucking thrift shop <laughs> him right. coat. That's you right. would have right. with Chewbacca. <laughs> that would be fucking baller. <laughs> Couple of grab shoes like we, roller skates. <laughs> we, we could not play Star Wars yeah. without running into the main well, that's why line. you play Old Republic. Yeah, or, I like Old Republic more. Well, or, we don't well, we don't have that problem nowadays. Well, and yeah. I think it's also a matter of what differentiates Middle Earth from all the other fantasy settings, like a bunch of dwarven names that sound the same. Not well, not much because like you can import the stuff you like from the Lord of the Rings into a D and D setting very easily without doing anything. There are other stories that you can tell. Like, if it's the world that's interesting, then, yeah, go ahead and play a game that has another canon. But if it's just like, well, we're just playing this for the fantasy parts, then just play a generic fantasy setting. <laughs> right. I completely disagree, but okay. Okay. What? Why? Um, I, I kind of – I said with Eric. Like, yeah. If, if you had a group of people who love that world, like, go play. Yeah. Uh, we've that's had, how I feel We've yeah. talked about it. You know, it's like – if I'm going to play Star Wars or I'm going to play Savage Worlds uh, hack of Star Wars, I'd rather play Star Wars. I'd rather play the game that is branded towards the IP because it's probably tailor-made for that IP. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant I, – I, I think uh, she means if you're playing it because you want to be a dwarf with an elf friend and you know, ranger and blah, oh, so blah, the, blah, the elements, then just play, just play yeah. D&D. I but if you. you like the Lord of the Rings setting, you want to be yeah. in Middle-earth, then play – I got you. Okay. I'm See, I now that point I disagree with. I'm I agree with Shannon, and but those books over there on the shelf, that's a shitty version of Star Wars. Oh, the it, Edge of the Empire. Yeah, the, it's a mm -hmm. shitty version of Star Wars. It's too much, right? 
I ran Savage World Star Wars for a long time. I put a lot of effort in with my my older brother and a group of friends, um, and I ran it for my my buddies here locally. I think Savage Worlds did a great job doing Star Wars better than other versions of the game, and I stand by that. I will show you my goddamn notes, Eric. I will show you my house rules okay. and everything. All right. Change, you, I, you can I, try I, and sway me, sir. I wish everybody could see the sparkle in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah. Listen I, here, motherfucker. I, I think, like, with generic, if you're going to use a generic system over whatever licensed product, like, you do have to put in the work. Yeah, you have to, there's a lot of effort. You, you do have to make sure. Well, because people know. If, if it's something right. that people love, they're going to know you're just bullshitting it, or it's like, that's not right. Well, and it's the same thing as, like, what they're saying with it, the person who knows the most about it should run it. Cause, right. right. Cause well, and you also have to get the right tone. So, like, I think yeah. Savage Worlds would work. For Star Wars, because it's very pulpy and Star Wars is very pulpy. But, like, if you go to, like, a crunchier generic system, it's right. not going to work as well for Star Wars, like, right. for fast, pa- fast yeah. action Star Wars. Yeah, Savage Worlds would work well. I'll admit that. That Savage Worlds would work well with Star Wars, no doubt, because of the, the pulpy. You get them. Th- SWSW. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't work with something like Dune. No, totally agree. Because it's not pulpy, it has to be it has to have a more of a political system and things like no, that. No, it needs to. It needs to. It needs to have a Harn Master like combat system. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know anything uh, about Doom, but it's more political. You said, yeah. Okay, well, you could do that in a Star Wars setting. Be on Coruscant the entire time. No, I'm just saying <laughs> Savage Worlds. Oh, okay, the, as the core rules. In, I got you. You know, but, somebody's coming out with a Dune role playing game. Yes, right? uh, the same company that's making the Star Wars role playing game, Fantasy Flight. Oh yeah, we know we talked. We didn't we we saw that wow. at uh, yeah. Gen Con. Yeah. So, they're, so it's gonna have shitty dice, uh, proprietary and, dice. Yeah. They just oh, had it. Likely. They had it in. Uh, was that the one they only had the cage, right? Right, the, the glass yeah. case. No one was playing. Well, they had. The they have board the. They, game. they have a board game that yeah. they're. they're that the they're board. Fun. Us standing next to that board game. Sorry, side tangent, but uh, the us That's standing the next the to next to them next to them playing that board game was like, what the fuck is happening? Because even the players who look like they've been playing for like an hour or something were like, is this right? And like, like usually if you play a game for the first time, if you're used to those kinds of things, and usually they give you a breakdown of the rules and right. how things go. If they're still asking you if that's okay, it might be a little right. too. And it was a lot. It just looked yeah. like it was a lot of moving little resources, pieces of fucking cardboard around. Okay, I'm I'm giving you this little resource. Holy shit! They had they had like this big, this high of just cardboard bullshit. So we're talking like uh, like a foot by foot for those not watching our. Uh, you're buying half of a tree. Most of it <laughs> is uh, is those little pieces that you're probably going to well, pop out yourself. Look, so it's a it's a reprint of a of a of a famous game that was out many, many years ago that goes for hundreds of dollars on the interwebs if you have a decent copy of it. And they saw an opportunity to reprint it and rebrand it a little bit. The problem with Fantasy Flight as a gamer, not as an industry person, not as a retailer, but as a gamer, the problem with Fantasy Flight is everything's over-fucking-produced. Yeah. Unnecessarily so. And oftentimes with their board games, I can't say this for certain, but I'm pretty confident that at their pitch meetings, when they've, or I shouldn't say pitch meetings, when they've got a final design, they're ready to go to production. The prototype is on point, ready to go. Somebody at Fantasy Flight in the upper echelon says, okay, 
carve 20 to 25 percent out of the game so we can have our first expansion yeah it's like you're selling oh, me an well, that's overproduced how, incomplete game yeah that's how all gaming is now like I, any gaming yeah i don't i don't feel that way video games all yeah, that oh because they rush to produce and then they say yeah. oh we'll just do dlc they release they release part, oh, like 20 20 gotcha. of the game and the rest of it is going to be dlc it's going to be expansions it's going to be this and they expect you to pay it, it, ultimately when you get the final product it's Near two hundred dollars. You don't buy a video game for sixty dollars anymore. It's like it's like dating. Just fucking pay a prostitute. Just, yeah, just get it over. Not, with. Yeah, just anyway. My whole point was <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have to fight canon. <laughs> <laughs> Digging a little deeper into of uh, how games like impact uh, just the way that we are and whatnot. There's concepts that the things that you do affect the people around you, and one of those things is in in a long-term game, you can devise ideas of of the people that you're with to the point where, like we talked about before, you could have bad experiences with people to the point where you're just like, get the fuck out of here, you know? And it's and it could be the I'm way sorry, that they play I'm sorry. I'm so or it could sorry. be the things that they do. Yeah. And player agency plays a lot into this because the more a player seeks agency and wants to have ultimate control over things, like what uh, Pete had talked about before, where it's like you have one person playing and you end up taking a, a subordinate role or you take a support role to that, then it's almost like that player's game and their sidekicks and things like that. If that's not the game you want to play or you're playing in a game like that and you realize, oh my God, I'm playing this game and all I'm really doing is just boosting this guy's ego all the time. Well, I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah. Over time, that starts to chip away at real things. Visualization is a big thing. Uh, NASA does it, and uh, sports people do it a lot. And people they, in the Olympics, yeah, yeah, and and it's and they they visualize these routines and things like that because in neurologically, it's actually it's real. And when you start to like inject uh, emotions into that, also it becomes it solidifies in 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 your mind and in your psyche. So if you're playing a game and Jason saves Brandon's character, that has a positive effect neurologically because you're putting – because it's all visualization, right? And it's also a positive emotion. Oh, thanks. You helped my character. And then the more that happens over time, you develop a positive feeling for that person that's a strong bond. The opposite can happen too where somebody plays a character that you don't like and – you're like, damn it, stop playing that character. You know, Jason, you're playing a, a, a jerk. You Typical. know, maybe he's just playing a jerk. Or we've played with people who play the same character. I want to be the hard ass. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be the nonconformist. Right. And it's like you feel like you're allowed this agency, which you should be, but it's ultimately destroying the game or it's destroying the group. And I think when you have that level of negativity – that can actually have a, a bad effect to a group. We talked about how gaming can be bad. I think in a way, allowing somebody to run roughshod over your game can do these things. It's toxic because, yeah, like you're saying, it's toxic. Like, that's it, a perfect, it, yeah, yeah, that's it, a perfect it, word where it. it wears on you and then, yeah, people get fed up with it. But I think it also depends on like intent and like also the relationships behind it because like we we've talked about brandon and i often play characters that don't like each other meanwhile we we leave the game fine like, yeah we leave the game fine and like we're in love with each other we just got married like 
and I don't think the game affects our relationship, but that's because we have a solid relationship already. Yeah. Already, and so yeah. we can play characters. You know, we play these games to to do something that we're not, and so like we play characters that don't like each other. Well, yeah, yeah, I think it is intent because I mean, we we do. That's we, escaping reality. Yeah. Right? Well, we we do play with some people that maybe their their fun is to just be either yeah outspoken or get under people's skin or something like that. Like that's what they enjoy in life, right? Not all the time. But they probably enjoy that in real life, too. Well, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. I like, they probably enjoy that in real right. life outside, and they bring it into game. But right. the, the thing is, is a lot of times, I don't want to fucking deal with that. I think and also, that pisses me off. I think also maybe part of it is because we're together, because we're a couple, like, we talk about this stuff afterwards. So it's not like... We get, a, we get a chance to vent about it. Right. And it's like, I know that you're not antagonizing me because you have a problem with me. Or, like, I, I know your reasons, and I know where you're coming from, versus... Yeah. The other people at the table who's playing a player who is antagonizing me, I don't have that conversation with afterwards. Right. There's there's no debrief behind. Right. And and so then yeah, and so then you're going home with this is is so and so really mad at me? Where was so and so purposely trying a- annoyed with me yeah. or were they or was it just their character being annoyed to, with my character? Right. And that's that's what I'm talking about is that actual uh, in in role playing games, tabletop role playing games, that line is so blurred because Think about it, okay? Think about how much emotion you put into your characters. And I'm not just talking about your characters, like, backstory and all that other stuff. I'm talking about actual in-character stuff. Like when you are in character. Right. I mean, think of it this way. Because you inject a little bit of yourself, at least, in everything. Exactly. Every time I run a game, I don't say, what does Marlene do? I say, what do you do? And whenever people are playing, it's... Usually a lot, not everybody, but usually it's, I'm going to do this. I am saying this. I am responding this way. You're internalizing all of these things. And so then when, so you've got this emotional connection to this character, you put a little bit of it into yourself and then somebody is siding with the empire. (laughs) And that betrayal becomes real. That was real. It does. It feels it real. real. It was not real. It was real. Well, I played trailer. a game I dread one time, and it was funny. <laughs> I played it at Origins and, you know, Strangers, right? Convention game. The thing that was funny was after the game, it was almost a compliment, but there was this guy named Ben, and I've never met him before or seen him maybe even since. And I was like, you know, I think you role played so well that I don't like you. For the character that you played in that game. But I said it tongue in cheek, but it was true. And he yeah. was like, thanks, man. And you know, we like knuckles or whatever. But I was just like, you played such a dastardly asshole and I have no context for who you actually are. Right. But for the last three hours, that was my experience with you. But I know it was a character, so we're cool. But it's funny that, you know, that's an interesting take on it is that like I literally, you know, that was my human emotion on it was, okay, but rationally, I know. You're just a guy playing a game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's that's even probably harder. Probably a nice though. guy. <laughs> yeah. That's even yeah. harder, though, because you don't know him. Right. At all. It, Zero. Yeah. He may actually be an asshole. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's a, that's a, another good thing is negativity is I think they say it, it's like uh, physiologically you react to negative negativity yeah. five times more than you do against pos- something positive. positive. Things, yeah. So already this guy is in a hole and, yeah. it, and he you could play with him. A bunch more times and he's got to dig himself out yeah. of that hole because of that first impression. That's a really positive way to like deal with that though. That's like really impressive that you well, could just be like, I hate your character. Like that was impressive. Like it, it was funny though when I said that because then I started thinking about it like, 
but his character wasn't like you know it didn't cross these lines right like yeah. he was his character was an asshole character, it was it was more someone that you personally as if they if that was a real person you would not like but could you mean especially in a game like dread this like really horror and this was a game where you played and like they dimmed the lights and we had a quiet room and there was like yeah. 10 people and it was like you know really intense multiple gms so that people could walk circles around the group and whisper and stuff so it was a really really cool game but like what if that character would have like done stuff to my character like beaten my character from like an inch of their life like the character didn't do shit in the game that I would have really like maybe as a human being had more of a reaction. Like, you know, the hot topic stuff like hurting kids or like affecting my character's most important people or, you know, yeah. like taking away my shining moment. He didn't do any of that stuff. I was just like, your character was just really an asshole. Like yeah. to, in general to everyone. But yeah, right. What if yeah. that, that character would have been further, right? Yeah. Like, that character would have been like malicious yeah. and it's still, you know, within reason. Maybe I would have then felt worse about this person held it against him. Like, you know, the person's like, shit, I can't find my wallet. Uh, well, I, maybe you shouldn't. You know, well, like, should be a fucking asshole. I actually feel like maybe it would have gone the other way. Because, like, once you go too far, it's like, oh, there's no way this person's actually this terrible person. That could like, be, yeah. That's like, true, too. It can, like, it can if, like, spill if, over. If you're just an asshole, then it's like, man, I'm... That You're, reminds me a lot. You could of, be an asshole, but then it was like a manipulative asshole character. So you can kind of get an idea of the wheelhouse we're talking about. Yeah. So it wasn't like the person, you know, wasn't like <laughs> curb stomping your character. Asshole, right. But right? then yeah. if they are <laughs> curb stomping your character, like that's easier to be like, okay. Oh yeah, that, that's the asshole. You, you, yeah, you can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you're a monster like Junior Spider, <laughs> no Junior. It's funny because like Eric and I, obviously, we drive there right. together and get to drive home, and every time. I really had no problem, like, as a person, I have no problem with Junior. I loved Junior. I thought Junior was great. And we would talk about it and how fucking manipulative the little shit is. But Junior is a terrible human being. <laughs> like, he's a fucking awful, no, he's the worst. awful human being. And it's a good thing I know Eric a little better than how uh, the Junior was portrayed because it's like, fuck you, evil mastermind. Yeah. Like, you goddamn evil son of a bitch. <laughs> this is really you. You're playing you. Like... <laughs> But could well, you imagine man, that? As like, the man said, you. everybody, every character is a little bit of you. Yeah. <laughs> True. And you have to think, yeah. he was really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he he mentioned earlier his narcissism. No, I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can see it. Um, but what I was going to say change is change the subject. Change, right? change the subject. Uh, no, <laughs> um, um, but uh, it re- it reminds me when you're talking about this 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 guy playing this character and how you know it's it's kind of st- sticks in you. It's like, is this person really an asshole? It reminds me of the things I hear about like horror writers who write some of the most gory, horrible shit, and a lot of them are super sweet people. Mm. And you're like, is this person really sweet? Or are they really a fucking well, demented asshole? That goes the same way with people that are comedians who are also very depressed and sad all the time right like, exactly I mean, or you know or like like musicians who who um, you know write songs about dark things or subjects or you know shooting people mm-hmm. with guns and it's like that that's not how they really live they just write about these things no they're hanging out with I'm Martha pretty, Stewart now I'm pretty sure George R. R. Martin is an actual rapist I mean I there's there's too much rape in those books he's he's, he's ra- a raper he's raping people and and uh, <laughs> and fucking eating all kinds of weird food and, yeah. and there's several eating super descriptive food there's several scenes where he's like trying to make it seem like it's okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's like he's uh, fucked up. Daenerys and uh, I was gonna say Caldrogo. he tries. Caldrogo. Yeah, he, yeah. 
And, or incest, all the incest that he thinks is okay. Like, he doesn't really make it seem like it's that bad. Yeah, it's not, like, denounced. Anyway, moving on. Right? Like, Gaming. something here is that, like, I can't really speak to it, or at least I can't think of that I could. But, you know, uh, you, you're talking about that people are b- being able to express themselves creatively, and they're able to vent things. Like, we, we talk about um, sometimes people just in general, like criminals, like, they're criminals because they have they had no outlet. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that everything's criminal or bad, but, you know, everyday people have all kinds of emotions. And in games, you can be someone else. You get to escape and do something different. And maybe like if you write horrible horror movies, like it's the stuff of your nightmares, but you're not doing it in real life. You know, like I don't know where to go with that, but just the thought, you know, that like that is a beauty of that. We what we do get out of gaming. Well, and like what, what Brandon said in the very beginning is, you know, it was it gives you an outlet to kind of work out some of these bad things. For those who don't listen to Skies of Glass, my my character in that is a social manipulator. Uh, from the very beginning, I was like, I'm going to make a character that is non-combative, but is constantly pulling strings, constantly trying to manipulate situations. And that's a very difficult type of character to play in a group setting. And you kind of have to get into that headspace. And it's a kind of a scary place to be sometimes uh, to the point where, you know, you got people looking at you going, is this really you? Do I need to, <laughs> do you need some help? But in a way, especially when I first came up with the character concept, I was dealing with some stuff and I was like, let me try and figure some of this stuff out. And I projected it onto this character. And I think, and it honestly, it helped a lot because I felt like it was a way to kind of examine some things, some aspects of my life that I was like, I can put this on paper and I can play this character and I can kind of figure out what's going on without having to either confront who it's about or confront this about myself or pay hundreds of dollars and go talk to a therapist. Gaming to me is free fucking therapy. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, definitely in a lot of games, yeah, it's really good because it's an easy way to get frustrations out. If you want to play a game where you just wanted to, like like I said, when I I first started gaming, I just played characters who did just ridiculous edgy shit, like would just fucking murder stuff for no reason and do all those things. And uh, now I don't, I don't feel like I do that that often, really. I don't really. I mean, I've had characters where I still, I'll still like. If we're playing D and D, I'm I'm barbarian. I'm gonna play barbarian because because you want to fuck shit up. I want to fuck shit up. But all right, like when we play Conan, I want to fuck shit up. But I don't usually like. Uh, I don't go out of my way to make that happen. It's just I'm just playing character at that point. But like when we did our AP, I played something I normally don't play, which is a very kind of uh, inspired by Junior, but not completely. Mm-hmm. Where it was. Super positive and and helpful and like in every way and everybody loved it and it was like oh you little assholes I got you <laughs> <laughs> but playing a character that is overly nice and not getting in combat I think I I fired a shot one time mm-hmm. and that was it that's and just as a kind of a spinoff of that is playing a positive character so many times people look at you like. <laughs> what, are you, what are you really up to? Yeah. What do you what what's your yeah. end game here? It's, you can't possibly be this nice. It's kind of it's kind of hard to. Or it's not it's not that hard, but it's it, it's a little hard. Like if you're in a situation where clearly your character should be upset or like maybe you would say something different and like, "Oh, what are you talking?" Like you're being completely positive about it. It's kind of refreshing. And uh but yeah, normally yeah, I would play like combat monsters, right? Mm-hmm. Really like Skies of Glass, I've been in like zero fights, right? I've avoided all that shit. I won't be in that. 
that's crazy. The game's that world is too violent. See, Marlene kills people because it reminds her that she's still alive. <laughs> See, there's been times. There's been times. The look in your eye when you said that's a little scary. <laughs> there have been times in that game where I was going to do something, right? Like I was going to yeah. be in combat, but then you and somebody else jumped in, and right. then both of you get stabbed and fucked up, and I'm like. I'll let them handle this. No, yeah, it's fine. Because it's not like in other games where you get stabbed and it's like, oh, I just take some damage. No, it's you're stabbed. It's like, you are now nursing that wound for however many months it would actually take for you to nurse, like yeah. to be yeah, healed. Like aces and eights. Yeah, it's it's like aces brutal. And so it's and awesome. Yeah, it's very brutal. You can throw a knife and hit a dude in the face and fucking kill him. Oh yeah, he's dead. That's awesome. He's dead. Uh, it's crazy to me. I will say that I'm surprised that we haven't had to deal with as much disease and stuff. But I guess because we have a doctor, I guess we haven't had to deal with that as with much. A magical bag of medicine. What game is this? Sky's, Sky's Glass. glass. Post apocalyptic uh, St. Louis, Jason. You'd love it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, it's a nice change of pace from constant, like, just dice roll game on Monday. Because yeah, it gives you that human experience. Yeah. You suddenly think of everything like, well, shit, what if that person who's also walking down the alley behind me has a knife in their pocket? Yeah. And then if they stab me and then you start going, wow, I'm actually kind of afraid of this random stranger who's in here because the GM is talking about them. And why did the GM bring up that this person's following me? Yeah. And all these things. And you're like, because you're starting to think of it like you're alone. You're in a you're random alley. Because the game yeah. now mechanically has guided you to characters yes. that have that right. My, my character yeah. specifically does not like to go into places that are clear fucking traps. And like when we went to the I'm hospital. Like double high yeah. fives over there. Yeah, and like double high fives over yeah. here. Uh, I like when we went to this hospital, I was like, I don't fucking want to go in there. Why the fuck are we even doing this? Like, let's fucking leave. Like, we were supposed to leave so many times and we keep. Bringing us back in and bringing us back in. Yeah. So like, the, God damn it. The, the thing, the thing I like about that game and that gaming experience, try to make it as, you know, generic as possible is that in that particular game, it does something that other games don't for the most part. I mean, I, I mean when I was a kid, I played a lot of Harn Master and dude, you didn't want to fight in Harn because yeah. even if you won the fight, you could get an infection and fucking die. Right. The thing I really like about Skies of Glass is that it, it scares me. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the, my motivations are, I don't want to get raped and murdered. Yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. I mean, am, am I alive? Did I get raped? Great. It's a good day. Yeah. I love it. We got real close. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that, the game's really, uh, it does a really good job of making, uh, you feel mortal. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, uh, whereas other tabletop games, even if they have some of those mechanics in place, typically you're like, eh, right. Cause, okay. in a D, Cause in a D and D game, if you, you have insurmountable odds and it's obvious to the game master that this is a fight the players shouldn't have, the player's like, fuck you. This is D and D. We're going to kick the shit out of that thing. And then we're going to be mad when you TPK us. Yeah. But in skies of glass, like, I mean, do you know any random person with a pistol can kill you? It's your own fucking fault most of the time. Yeah. Too. Like just, you get into situ, if you're in a situation where you're going to die, you got yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> you had plenty of opportunities to go. And Dan does such a good job of having so many like underlaying options of like what you really could have done. And sometimes I'm surprised that like he'll bring up like uh, the one time where he was like, I'm surprised you guys didn't ask him this or that. Like, what are you talking about? The guy wouldn't talk to us. Like <laughs> we sat there and talked to him for like 30 minutes. The man would not say anything. Well, if you would have said exactly this, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. a really fucking narrow thing to say. Like, there's no way any of us were going to say that. You're not asking the right questions. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. what? So it, it, but that's, but that's how he, that's how he does his games. He has so many, Many like 
so many things going on and so many contingencies that sometimes I think he thinks, oh, yeah, they're just going to do that. That's, well, that's a, a, never a lot of game up. masters yeah. do that. Yeah. It's, well, like, yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. It's I'm guilty like, as well. Obvious to that. the game master. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll make this trap. I'll make this puzzle. It's fucking obvious. But it was so said. funny the last time because he was like – he was talking about his brother saying that we never uh, ask questions. Adam. Yeah. And we did nothing but try to talk to this guy, and he would fucking tell He's us nothing. Stonewalling us the whole well, time. Well, con- conversely, though, in Dan's defense, we got a lot of shit from Emma. No, We've yeah. gotten a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what she's for. Yeah. Like she's kind you know, of she's there to be my friend. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. She, We're talking she, about the sentient she AI. She treats that, me with uh, respect, is... which no one else does. Fuck you. You're yeah. just like you're just like the assholes who have some cursed weapon or pick up something that's clearly cursed and they won't leave it the fuck alone. If she's <laughs> wonderful and she's sweet and she's honest. I rest my case. Yeah. A fucking uh, all powerful fucking AI that. It's going to murder all of us. And She's we all know that. Murder. And you're playing fucking coy. Fuck you. <laughs> We're all fucking dead. I do love that game. That's fine. Eric, I totally lost the train of thought of where we were going with the previous question, which I just want to make sure we covered because I felt like there was more to say about it. I think Jason and I were going to have the, the marriage counseling. It was the deep dive, about... right? What, what were you saying? <laughs> right. It's, like it's kind of like how people use visualization and role playing. Right, right, right. And and how um, you and you start to internalize these things, oh, and yeah, and it right. starts to become personal. And then the longer the game goes on, the more personal. I mean, we've talked about that's that's a strength of a long term game, but it can also be a negative if there's a cancer or if there's a toxicity in the game group. Yeah. And the longer that is allowed to persist, the worse it gets. It can actually disintegrate right. the game group. How many great players are lost to like one shit player being let loose to run amok? Right. right. Or, you know, and you by have, shit player, I mean, right. you know, able to push all the wrong buttons consistently right. while everyone to, else knows. Right. Know. And then to the point where somebody says, you know what? I can't play in this game. I can't do this anymore because of whatever. Then you're looking at, the, at, at that person walking away going, there goes a great role player yeah. and we lost this person because of this. Things like that do happen, unfortunately, because. Yeah, and it, was it, was it worth it? Like, yeah, we lost this person because we let this go on for so long and no one had the balls to say something, right? Yeah. Right. And was it worth it? Is it better now without this person? The stock answer to that is, well, it's just a game and, you know, why? Yeah. But, but it's just, not. That's, that's a bullshit garbage. answer. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a bullshit answer. Because if that answer leads to the whole group disbanding, well, then, you know, it was more than it's just a game. Yeah. Because well, is it just a game? It's not just a game. It's, it's friendship. A, it's yeah. A, yeah. yeah. It's a friendship that's coming together to spend their, their quality time together. Like, yeah. I'm giving up my time that I could be doing whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. What I want to do is this. Yeah. So it's like, it's not just a game. All right. The guy, the guy that we asked to leave our regular monthly game i mean just playing that out if he was still gaming with us what kind of detriment would he be to the group and who else would be negatively impacted to the point that they don't want to show up any longer because of this guy so we just had to i mean and i've been on both sides of it right in terms of i've had the wrong person leave a group yeah. Right. I've had the good gamer leave a group because we didn't do anything about it. And I've, you know, been in the situation more recently where, you know, you got to go. I can't game with you anymore. Yeah. You know, you're a great friend and we should go see a movie or hang out, but we don't game. It's like I'm I have s- friends that I don't fuck. I'm sorry, man. I can't, I can't <laughs> tell you enough. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. You, you say that like, like, you know, as, as a jest, but I mean, sometimes in gaming groups, you get that feeling of if you're, you can no longer game 
with us anymore because that you're just not gelling with the group or whatever, or you're becoming a, you know, a detriment to the group. And it almost does feel like a breakup. It's yep. like, you know, it, you know, I'm, well, and you can't say, well, you know what? I'm not fucking you. So what's the problem here? You so, know? but the thing is, it's, it's the same thing as losing a friend. Like, yeah, you may say, I would love to hang out, but I'm deciding to not spend time with you doing this thing I love. Well, so I know. And he, I, I mean, cried. I don't, me crying. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to include you in my hobby, well, which well, is horrible. Especially yeah. like, if this was Babs or Brodor, what we also heard earlier was like, hey, path of least resistance. You're not a game night anymore. I'm a not going to Two months later. Hey, when was the last time we talked to so-and-so? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. been two right. years, Pete. <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to say. It's it's the difference between hanging out four hours every week or every other week or once a month. You're not going to see a movie with someone that often. No. Yeah. Right. Well, are you going to also take more time to do that? I, mean, I just don't. Realistically, if you're not spending that time with them and you didn't spend time with them outside of this yeah. thing, you're not going to make time to do that outside of this thing. It's just not going to happen. It's hard to because like the human psychology thing we were talking about earlier is right. Like there are in all of our lives, right? If this is a routine Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever the day is, yeah. there will be things that challenge you in your day to day life that will make you question like, hey, is this worth it because, you know, you have another kid or you get a new job or, you know, you got to pick up extra hours because work's going, getting crazy. Right. There will be things and you will be looking for a reason to bail on something, right? And yeah. don't make it an easy out for people, <laughs> right? This right. has got to be quality. I know design. my longest breaks from the game were after my kids were born. And I mean, I had to, you got responsibilities. You got yeah. shit you got to take mm-hmm. care of. You can't leave your wife at home alone with a baby and a three-year-old and Go play games with your friends. What's, so. the, what's the problem, Jason? Uh, <laughs> it just makes things difficult. <laughs> and if so. right, and you're going to be looking for something to cut because you need more time, yeah. right? Right. If it's the game that, well, it hasn't been that great lately, and so and so is super annoying. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. makes pace. it easier. Yeah. yeah. But usually, by the time I was gone for, I don't know, six months, whatever it was, yeah. you know, I'd be like, oh man, I'm really itching to get back. But I'd just be like looking at my wife going. Mm. <laughs> and she'd go, yeah, you can yeah, go, go back. Okay, thank you. Right, the passive aggressive thing when you have somebody you know who's a, a detriment to the game is, I, I think I know on on Fear the Boot that's been talked about before is there's two ways that game groups go away. It's either through fire or through ice, and the ice factor is. You know, you start thinking about, well, should we game on a different day? Yeah. Oh, I've, you know? I've done that too. You know, the ninja fire where you're just like, <laughs> oh, the game's disbanding because of this. And then, oh, yeah, no, I'm that asshole. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so you start to think about these things and it, it breaks and, up for like a month. Right. And suddenly starts forming back up again. Yeah. On the day that that person happens to be working, <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And there was a couple of other things talking when you talked about agency. And I think that plays a lot into it is uh, in character stuff is when you're playing in your character and you start to play in a way that everyone else is like, this isn't the game I want to play. And people start evaluating. Do I want to keep playing in a game like this? Sometimes your player agency as a player, as an individual player, isn't isn't more important than the group agency. And I think you need to find out if that's the game that you want to play, and that's and that's how you want to play it. Because the the bad part of that is things happen where you're like, like you said, I can find other things to do with my time. On the positive end of that is, and what what gaming has brought is some of these things. The the more Jason saves my character, the more I love Jason. You know, and if we continue to pl- to make these bonds, it's not it's not like, you know, we're not in war together. We're not battle brothers and things like that. But 
we've been through the trenches of gaming for a long time. Me and Jason have a bond I'll have with nobody else. You have shared memories. Like you said, they're almost like visualized on right. these journeys, whether they were real. They right. were kind of real to the two of you. Eric yeah. and I literally got kind of chewed out by my pastor at a lock-in. When he and I snuck off to a closet to play D and D, we were going to bugger each other. But we you guys were playing the devil's game yeah. in oh a church. How metal oh, is that? Wow. <laughs> That's really fucking metal. And this was probably 1985, 86, something, something like, like that. that. Oh so yeah, satanic. Yeah, yeah. Panic. Right. We were rebels. Which now they have like D and D groups in churches. Yeah. Like yeah. They'll have like yeah. Pastor Rick walked in and he saw Dungeons and Dragons, and it was the player's handbook. You know the the great big demon statue, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, check out this mirrorless tits. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw holy water on you guys. Right. Yeah, that's what he said. It, it, was, was, it, was, it was a little too sticky for holy water. <laughs> Protestant church. It, it, oh, it wasn't any good. It didn't work. <laughs> uh-huh. Like our, th- our Thursday game. If I do something bad in that game, I feel bad as a person. Like, I if... If it's something that I as a person wouldn't do, I wouldn't want to do. Like a like when uh, I uh, fucked over Chad and and Wayne's characters and injected them, I was like, God damn, I feel terrible. And at first, I was like, Fuck yeah, I'm all about this. <laughs> but then when I did it, I was like, Shit, yeah, I might kill their fucking character, and they may really like this character. Fuck, did I do the right thing? Like shit. So then I, I like me, not really worried about it. And and Chad's a pretty long veteran character, so I don't think he would have actually given a shit but Wayne uh I think he probably would have because he just had one die right and he just had one die and I was like oh fuck does, this one does might Wayne even care whenever his characters die because like <laughs> and for, for the last two times he has decided when they die so I don't think so <laughs> we had like a really good moment where because you invest yourself in your character this is kind of uh and and kind of have a uh some influence on like this kind of goes with what you were saying with if this character saves you or something i looked at chad's character as kind of a kindred spirit to mine he was a broken person but in a different way and our characters are both broken equally and that's kind of why i think the characters kind of mesh together well but um and uh but Wayne's character I didn't give a shit about. His, his character was an <laughs> asshole. And uh he was conspiring against us. <laughs> well and that's that's a it's a very important, you know, aspect of it is and, and that's the that's the beauty of the long term game. Yeah. You and your character, Chad's character, had interacted long enough so that when that choice had to be made, do I inject this person with something that could potentially kill them? Yeah. You felt genuine remorse. Yeah, I did. And, uh, I took the, I took one myself just because I was like, I'm not going to hurt anybody else. Like I felt that bad about it. And, uh, he tried to save me. Like he tried to like save me from doing it, which at the time I thought he was just trying to kill me. <laughs> and then it turned out, no, he was just trying to save me. But, um, but when we had the discussion about it all and like, I shouted and slammed the table and everybody at the table was like, Oh shit. Like they thought I was actually about to like flip something. It was genuine. I like felt bad about like, don't fucking tell me everything's okay. Like I fucking tried to kill you. And it was like a really, it was a moment I wouldn't have had unless I gave a shit about his character. Right. I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had any remorse or, you know, cause my character is kind of cold, but he's not really the world. He doesn't really give a shit about, but the longer he spends time with everybody, he cares. Right. Like for Broder's character, he cares, but he looks at her like 
a troubled daughter, like which makes the whole him wanting to have s- <laughs> Broder's character <laughs> wanting to have sex with Poe a little bit more fucked up. But uh, a little bit <laughs> makes it hot. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, but just just a couple of guys working out there. You're putting a little bit of yourself into the <laughs> See? Yeah. And then you're putting a little bit of yourself into him. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> a lot of it. Um but that's that's like uh I anybody else at the table as far as like Wayne's character, I don't have a lot of I, I don't know Wayne's character because he's playing a different character. He has all Every this backstory week. into <laughs> He has this backstory that's like really rich into the story because he's played through all these things. Poe doesn't give a shit about him. So like if something happened to Wayne's character, I don't care. Right. But I have attachments to two people. Well, some other, I guess, because I've known them. But and that's me bleeding into the character. That's me caring about those characters because I'm familiar with them. And if, like, let's say Marlene died or Gil died, how would my character change? It would change. I feel like it would change dramatically. It's actually, it would have to. It's actually funny because I've talked about this uh, a couple of times with Maddie on, from Resting Glitchface. And uh, our characters are um, kind of romantically involved. In- involved sort of like they're getting there and i i was like if something happened uh, for those not watching the uh closed oh, on television uh, <laughs> well, i almost said it you just made the gesture <laughs> were you doing this I yeah scissoring I, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude bros can scissor too yes they can anyway <laughs> it's like wrenching we- wrenching oh god it even sounds bad. Sorry. I just cause <laughs> nuts. Shannon face. I'm so proud of you. Just, mostly just because nuts I've been are doing involved. that all night. I know. I've seen it a couple times. <laughs> um, anyway, we've talked about like what would happen if one of our characters died. Cause I think that I, if, if something happened to Joe, Maddie's character, I would probably stop playing Eris. I would play a different character because I don't think that she, I think that would shake her enough to quit playing. Your character's name is Eris? Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> I just want to go on what? record. Discord. Uh, uh, yeah. That's why. That's why. That's why. I just want to go on record is that. Yeah, Jason, hang on. Jason, I love you so much because I get so much shit about it being heiress, like an heiress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like with an H. Right. And you actually got it. You understood the name and the whole point of the name. <laughs> God I'm bless you. Dunce. You're the only one. I'm not a dunce. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a dunce. <laughs> what is the point of the name? Eris, the Greek goddess of discord. Oh. One of the daughters of of Ares. See, I am a dunce, <laughs> and I do not know my Greek mythology. I'm a, I'm a Greek mythology dork, so. Yeah, so I'm really glad that you, you caught that. Not only yeah. did you ca- catch that, you also called me on it. What's, <laughs> what's funny is um, because Resting Glitch is is – put out there for you know for people to consume and and whatnot people are sharing that and it happens with skies of glass as well um but i don't know if dan would ever get the level of like you better not that i get yeah because i get people telling me if you kill eris or joe we're coming after you (laughs) there's just someone the other Dan would probably kill us in spite of it'd probably be like don't you ever ever kill Brodor's character Brodor's never gonna have a character now so (laughs) dated rack a shotgun right in the mic he's like fuck you come get me (laughs) so in the most recent episode of Resting Glitchface we met someone who may or may not be a big bad definitely a big bad um who 
And someone just listened to the episode and they're like, what Patreon tier do I need to back at so that I can sniper them <laughs> in the head? So I can sniper right. them? So that they don't, that, so that they don't hurt. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that resting glitch face is the best name <laughs> ever. It's amazing. I'm a big fan of it as well. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts before we wrap on this one? Wrap on this season. Sorry. Is this a season? How many season finale. 12. 12. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. I feel special. And yeah. We brought you, we brought you not, not just to play footsies with, uh, with Pete, you know, <laughs> right for the, the, well, we've got a long car ride back to his hotel room. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Pete. <laughs> uh, first of all, Thank you guys for coming and visiting with us. Uh, it was very cool great. to yeah. to come and, and you know, uh, hang out. We had dinner before this. The, those you want to put a microphone in my face so I can say stupid shit? Yeah, I'm, I'm in. With, yeah, with no filter. What yeah. the fuck? I mean, man. I do this. I'll sit at home and just talk to myself and do a microphone. So. <laughs> so, and then, of course, having – It's uh, not live or anything. It's not recording. <laughs> no. <laughs> not even plugged in. Yeah. So what it details do you have on the next season? Right now, the uh, as this is – when this is being released, the new Kickstarter will come out. Um, we're looking at for, we're looking to have another 12 episodes, uh, and then more built off of that. Uh, we're also going to throw in some perks of some of the other things that we got going on with like resting glitch. Uh, trench monkeys is also going to have some perks in there too. So cool. Pete. Patricia wrote an amazing, amazing role-playing game. A segue, thanks. Yeah, no worries. Uh, <laughs> called Dream Chaser. Um, but the problem I have is that I, I don't carry it in my store, Pete. Like, if I'm, if I'm, <laughs> if I want to, if I go to my, my local, my friendly local game store. Yeah. My FLGS and, and I want to buy Dream Chaser. How do I, how do I do that? So, I mean, the best way you could do it so that I get the most money possible, right? From my game company, Imagining Games. To feed your son. Right. To feed my newborn son. Yeah. <laughs> Who is super cute. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fucking like adorable. The cutest, yeah. right? Would probably be to contact me directly, right? So you would go to either Pete at ImaginingGames.com or you just go there and email me. But yeah, because going through distributors and going through other ways, I lose money. So come direct to me. Sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I will hook you up like most other retailers. I, I know generally you like to buy bulk and I could probably find other things I could sell you as well to make sure we don't have to deal with shipping. Sure. Because that's what retailers like. They want to make sure that they don't have to worry about shipping costs. Well, the retailer I work for, <laughs> we like money. Yeah. That's that's, that's yeah. really where we're at. It was just <laughs> about money. But. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Dream Chaser, uh, we do have a couple things in the works uh, as we keep putting out little titles. Um, we recently did a Black Mirror inspired adventure. Uh, which was really cool. Came out in June. That's on Drive Through RPG. It's uh, pay what you want. Um, but we have something that's coming out probably about the time this drops, which will have a new Power Ranger themed adventure. Um, right in time for a new school year for those high schoolers. And uh, Shrimpicles, who another loyal fan of the show, yeah. is actually working on a Transformers one for us. Oh, very oh nice. that's so awesome. That'll probably come out in a few months. So very nice. Yeah. I do a relationship podcast, a weekly podcast called uh, Who Wears the Pants with my buddy Chris Parsons. And we, we talk about relationship advice and how to deal with your relationship. That sounds please, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, please tell me that he's actually giving advice. And, and so he, but you he's should the doctor. Drew. Just, just <laughs> listen, listen, listen to episode 29, the most recent episode where I talk about how a friend of mine dies and it didn't affect me. And, you know, my, my, my marital problems. It's great. You should listen. <laughs> wow. 
What a train wreck. <laughs> man. Like, I want to hold you so bad right now okay. to make the so demons go away. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I told these guys the other night. The most amazing thing. I was in an impromptu wake for a friend of mine who had a heart attack at 50 and died. And we're going around the room talking about him. And one of my buddies says he was proof that NPCs matter. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Jesus. fucking wow. hardcore. I was wasted that night. And I look at my wife and I'm like, look. You have to make sure that I remember this tomorrow because that's the most metal shit I've ever heard. Wow. That's horrible. So your wife had to remember yeah. this for you. Yeah. Uh, so Did I looked she at, want to remember I looked, this? Yeah, yeah. I looked at the guy who had said it because I'm trying not to say names because it's so shitty. And and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you ever hear those ideas that are so good you're jealous they weren't yours? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> God damn. I'm really in chain and I'm probably going to start pinching this podcast. <laughs> well, we talk. Yeah, Thank we, you. You're going to ruin my marriage. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to. You'll. She'll find out. So here's. You just get to learn a little bit more about me and about you know how volatile and sensitive I am. <laughs> Uh, you can find me. Uh, I do run booths for the Indie Game Developer Network. So we do have conventions at UConn, uh, which is in Ann Arbor slash Ypsilanti uh, out in November. And we'll be at PAX Unplugged in December. So you can find me at either of those booths with the Indie Game Developer Network. And also I do write from Gnome Stew, which is a popular GM uh, blog that's out there. I should have my next article out in September. So look for me there as well. Can I write from – I just want to submit a recipe. Well, there's editors and stuff, so you could submit it. <laughs> I'm going I'm to email it directly to you. Oh, and then I could put it in my yes. writing, and then we could just, yep. yeah. You're stealthing in a recipe, yeah. is what can you're you saying? cut that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for backing us this season. and we, Check out the Kickstarter. Check out the Kickstarter. We, uh, for next season. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you again next season. Bye.